Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 190. Holy shit, that's a ton of episodes of the No Podcast. We are no outside food or drink, the Southeast premier video game podcast. We duped you last week. We promise this week we'll include our games of the year selections. Twice. Twice? We have to do it twice? Yeah, it's all about duping. We keep doing it until April 1st, and then we do it then. Did you say lies or twice? Lies. Okay, lies is fine. I'm okay with lying to the audience, but doing it twice, I'm like, oh, I don't know. It's a bit much. It's a lot of work. <laughs> it's it's going to be like that um, that joke they always do on the... What's his name? Where they always uh, call out for Matt Damon. He's never there. Sorry for Matt Damon. We didn't have enough time on there. What's his name from uh, ABC? I forgot what his name is. This is the worst game of the year podcast yep. you have heard. Uh, tonight's news includes Rivety teaming up with Tencent. What does that mean? Sonic gets the Lego treatment. NFTs and video games? Question mark. Oh God, I thought this was <laughs> going to be a short news bit. Uh, PSVR two details. That was last night, and that was exciting for uh, the three of us. I know. Success. Death, <laughs> Death Stranding director's cut coming to PC. I thought this was already a thing, but apparently it's news. And we have your January Game Pass and PlayStation Now titles. I am Richard Bergman and Master Chief and a pitcher of beer. Joined also by Master Chief, a pitcher of beer, and Brant McKee. Yeah, funny how you had to copy me and Cesar and change your background like that. Hey, you got up to go to the bathroom. You learned your lesson. Never do it again. We took your background and we copied it. Cesar sent it to uh, myself and himself, and we made it our background. Because apparently uh, Halo Infinite might be your game of the year. Also joining me, and Halo Infinite might be his game of the year, is Cesar Concepcion the second. Yep, and I got that weird thing since I'm bald where there's a little bit of Demon Slayer just <laughs> <slinging out laughs> the bottom, top of my head. It's enough. <laughs> only the Demon Slayer part. We don't judge you. Is that only is that only for um, bald people? Is that the? But yeah, it's uh, it's the it's a feature, not of a defect. It's not, a, it's not a bug, it's a feature. Yeah, yeah. If you if you join our Patreon, maybe you can get this NFT. There we go. <laughs> hey, if it'll fund this podcast and put us on air for the next two or three years, maybe we look into maybe. NFTs. Actually, we can mm-hmm. probably do a tutorial on how to show you to get every NFT for free. So, Cesar, do you want to explain that in five <laughs> seconds or less? <laughs> Screen Wait capture and NF- save. <laughs> oh, no, don't ruin it. Spoilers. I was laughing because the the VTuber one I sent to Richard was like, try to save the screen capture and it says original, don't steal. <laughs> That's what it told him. <laughs> somebody, uh, somebody I saw retweeted. It said, we love to see this when uh, the NFT bros get something goes wrong with the NFT bros or the crypto bros. And uh, someone said, I've been hacked. My my ape is gone. <laughs> someone stole it. <laughs> you love to see it. When did the ape thing become such a big? Is that the poster child for NFTs? Is that where that became? Is that where that? Uh, hey Richard, you a got thing? a you got a special guest, uh, Paxton. Oh, Paxton's on. Welcome, yes. Paxton. He's, he's here in your uh, son, robotic voice. Beans. Welcome. That's Thanks for joining, Paxton. It is sure that's not Bill Paxton. Four o'clock your time. Oh God, Bill Paxton's dead. Rest in peace. Somehow, somehow, when you typed it in there, it only went to uh, Twitter, a uh, Twitch, Twitter. Uh, there it goes. Yeah. I was about Good to job. say when I'm looking at it on restream, it goes to both. It's a slight delay on my YouTube, not yours. Your phone. 
Okay, Paxton, let's let's backpedal for a minute, even though this is the podcast. This is Paxton, Patty's son, your cousin's son. First off, you are the only Paxton I know and the most important Paxton I know. You do not have to elaborate that you're Patty's son. I know you're Patty's oldest son and that that is my cousin, <laughs> that you're my cousin's son. I'm aware of all three of these facts. All you ha- have to say is this is Paxton and I know who you are. So He wanted to do the cliff notes for, the, for me and Brant. Hey, now that's all that matters. Now I'm up on the up and up. Yeah. Now we get it. That's all that matters. Yeah. Paxton stayed a week with us, or maybe a week and a half. It's been like four years, it feels like. But I had Xbox, um, that was a 360, the 360E. I had that in there, and he and I were playing some of the Halo anniversary campaign co-op, so that was a good time. Always comes back to Halo, right? How does that happen? Well, you said it, Halo's always a good time. Looking, looking over our shoulder. Or a cod piece, or or uh, nope. Cesar with his halo of his his halo. Oh, I'm breaking of, illusion! I'm breaking the illusion! Oh God, no! It doesn't do that when I do that. Moving too mine's, fast. Mine's okay. Uh, <laughs> nope, there it goes. There we go. Branchers is pretty good. Mine's flawless. I got a great look at look how fast my camera is. It's perfect. It renders everything. Cesar's reaching for the. <laughs> The possible P, the possible P pitcher. Why is it so hard for me to reach for this? <laughs> there is no spoon, Cesar. This is my nightmare. I've really got to go to the bathroom. I can't reach the. Well, let, reach let me the pitcher. Let me turn on the Mac screen. I, I got back here. Yeah, I can't avoid my. I need, I need an extra screen. Let me see. Reach back there. <laughs> there we go. Oh, somehow my hand disappeared. You see the oh. power button. The power button is actually visible. You see it, right? <laughs> let me let me grab this whatever this Dyson thing is over here. <laughs> no, that's the that's the T that's the CRTs. <laughs> I, it's cut off of my picture, so uh, it looks like some kind of weird uh, like half of a elliptical Dyson thing. Okay, so some more some more inside baseball. So there's two 16 by nine CRTs on the bottom. HD CRTs are heavy as shit. There's two four by three ones on the top bookended. So they're like, you know, it's it's on the bottom, they're bookended. On the top, they're bookended. So the bottom one was my first ever HD TV. I couldn't afford a flat screen LCD style one. So I got a HD CRT from Brandsmart in 2007. It was the first year I was at uh, Brandt and Mines Employment. So that's that's where I got that from. And it was six hundred something dollars. Uh, the one book ending it, I found eleven or twelve years later at Goodwill for six dollars. So a, a hey, massive you, decrease. You price. divide the value and bam, you got two for the price of uh, three hundred and three dollars. I did. Yeah. Three hundred and three dollars a piece. Yep. Well look worth my, it. Yeah. Look at my three hundred dollar. Two of my three hundred three dollar TVs. Uh, I'm done with this drink. We let me, all have uh, the same. Let me, we all let me have place the same. this drink up here. Hopefully nothing bad happens when I put it on the... Oh, God. Cesar, don't mix them. <laughs> Cesar, you can't mix those. Uh, 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 Cesar, that's a Puerto Rican car bomb. Instead of an Irish car bomb. Puerto Rican car bomb. Uh, oh, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> it still ain't going there. Oh, God. Our listeners are so lost. They're like, what the fuck is even happening on this podcast? I'm just unsubscribe. Unscribe, block, unfollow. Follow. All right. Mute. You're follow, mute. Mute. Yeah. mute. Go on change.org. Tell them to stop making podcasts, getting people to sign it. 
We don't put enough stuff out there to mute us. <laughs> you can probably keep listening to us. Find us on Twitter. Tell us to donate our yeah. podcast to the garbage or something. Donate <laughs> <laughs> your computers and your microphones. All right. First bit of news. Remedy Entertainment signed global agreement with Tencent for free-to-play co-op shooter Vanguard. This comes from Gamatsu. Tencent to localize and publish the game for select Asian markets as well as develop the mobile version which apparently is a big deal these days. Remedy Entertainment has signed a global development, licensing, and distribution agreement with Tencent for the game codenamed Vanguard, not to be confused with Medal of Honor or Call of Duty Vanguard. It's free-to-play cooperative shooter in development for consoles and PC. The company announced through the agreement, Remedy Entertainment will publish the game worldwide, while Tencent will localize and publish the game for select Asian markets. Tencent will also develop and publish a mobile version of the game. What is Remedy Entertainment these days? This kind of threw me for a loop reading over this news article. Um, I mean, it seems is there like anything else of note in there? I mean, it just seems like everything they're doing is just they're trying to expand. So it's kind of like yeah. uh, what they're doing, what Quantic Dream did, where they Quantic yeah. Dream had that deal with Sony, and they're like, all right, it's time to do our own thing, and now they're publishing stuff and making their own games. It seems like that's where I think Remedy will head to eventually start publishing their self-publishing. And it's a good example. I think they're just doing the Quantum Quantic route all right is there anything else in there worthwhile nope other than more games as a service yay yeah their first venture they know like we're all in anticipation for what babylon's fall or tower or whatever the hell is coming out (laughs) i like babylon's tower it's pretty good uh, the Verge says Lego's official Sonic the Hedgehog set recreates picture-perfect Green Hill Zone. With the music? Bring... No music? Go ahead. No music? Music? Music there? Does he interact with the Mario Lego at all? Oh, do they, Lego do they perform awesome. in the Olympic Games when they come together? Yeah. Is this the Lego metaverse? He looks weird. Sonic looks... His chest looks <laughs> weird. Anyways, the sub... The sub um, what is it heading? It says ring in the new year. Ah. Uh, oh, we see what you did there, Kaim Gartenberg of The Verge. Uh, after months of waiting, Lego's official Sonic the Hedgehog set is finally here. A $69.99 nice 1,125-piece recreation of the iconic Green Hill Zone stage, complete with Legoized versions of the titular Heroic Hedgehog, a handful of classic Sonic villains, Dr. Eggman, and of course, the Chaos Emeralds. Uh, this was the result of a Lego inter- or a Lego contest from March 2020. And in February 2021, they greenlit the proposal for development into a real set. It reached 10,000 votes. That's all it needs? The idea program? We've yes. never gotten a Zelda one or anything out of that? Uh, Nintendo nixed it. Mm. You have to still go get it approved from the... That's what group. happened. That's yeah. what happened. And so, of course, Sega being how Sega is these days and a new movie coming, obviously, this seems like a good selection, right? It looks really good if you look at that set. Yeah, they have a bunch of little pictures and stuff. I think this actually leaked out like a few days before they actually officially showed it. But yeah, this this actually looks pretty (laughs) dang good. Uh, the Verge notes the new Sonic set isn't technically the first time that Sonic has appeared in Lego form. The character was part of a Lego Dimensions tie-in set in 2016. Right. I think Cesar talked me into buying that. 
Although the new minifigure version of Sonic has an updated design with additional details like Sonic sneaker buckles printed on the minifigure's feet. I see that now. Interesting. This looks good. The head looks fine. The legs look fine. The arms look fine. The body is the Lego body. So just take take the slim and felt <laughs> Sonic, whether you prefer it's, the old school design or the new school, and put that in a blocky it's Lego. Very, it's very Lego. Yeah, it's very yeah. Lego. Yes, it is. But the head looks great, right? That's a that's a perfect Sonic head. Uh, Cesar messaged me when this was announced and said he had more interest in this than the Mario sets. But does it do... I'm curious, does it do the same type things as the Mario sets where you can build your own levels and have the sound effects? And, and you know, I, I could tell he doesn't do the Bluetooth. Yeah, there. that's no, kind no. of a missed opportunity. I feel like that's a niche me, thing, but me, those it's, Mario it's, sets really it's, cool. the, it's the IP, man. That's all it is. That's all. I, I'm more yeah. excited about the I, Sonic IP. Then I'm about the Mario one, so that's true. This is me. And as much as like our whole household loves those Mario sets, but the Mario ones look weird. They look fucking yeah. weird when you look at them. And uh, it's not in the news, but there's a bunch of Luigi's Mansion ones that were actually unveiled in the past week that are going to be coming very soon. All right, somebody tell me about Square Enix and NFTs. I feel like I've expounded my oh, NFT conversation. So, <laughs> so I, I I put this in here because obviously, I mean, this is becoming a thing, and I feel like you know we can talk our about our personal feelings toward the subject. But this this particular uh, article comes from uh, Andy Robinson from um, Video Games Chronicles, and it talks about how. Uh, Square Enix was the most recent uh, developer to come out and say that they want NFTs and blockchain to become a major part in games. Mm. Um, I know, what was it? Um, Ubisoft's uh, Ghost Recon uh, Breakpoint, they're putting stuff in there. And then Stalker 2, they were going to put NFTs and they got so much backlash that they uh, pulled it. Um, but Square Enix president, uh, Yosuke Moshida, Masuda, uh, published a, like, New Year's letter, uh, and expressed the company's enthusiasm for emerging industries, uh, the, the trend, uh, like NFTs and blockchains, mm -hmm. and they, he basically said that he... He believes in blockchain. Um, they hold the potential to enable self-sustained game growth hmm. uh, by, by publishing a play-to-earn <laughs> concept. Uh, he also acknowledged uh, the cynicism around blockchain uh, and some concerns um, claimed that it would attract a new audience. Um so yeah, it just goes into that they 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 know that some people don't like it, but they kind of obviously anybody is going to see this. They use those buzzwords, uh, NFTs, um, and, and blockchain, and it's just like loot boxes. I mean, what was that five six years ago? Loot boxes were everywhere. In games, and to some extent, are these, they are these they the loot boxes? still are. Yeah. These are worse, I think. 
when I think of stuff like this, I think of uh, kind of like TF2 with the whole trading of of uh, the hats and the cosmetics, the knives. Yeah. And what was that whole big thing where you had that whole um, ring of people go down because they had that gambling website where you could buy that stuff for CSGO? Do you do you remember that? That huge ring of people that had that online gambling website for CSGO I, stuff? I don't know, man. When you say ring, I always think of ring of fire, and then I'm already I'm, I'm gone. I'm already lost. <laughs> uh, Johnny Cash or a ring of, of uh, ring of ring of distortion, social distortion. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever your ring of fire is, yeah, sure. <laughs> <Pick> one. <laughs> always for me, it's always gonna be Johnny Cash. But. Yeah, yeah, that's true. So listen to the social distortion one. It's really good. I've heard it live. They opened for Foo Fighters one time. So, I mean, with with NFTs and stuff, it's such a big trend. And it's so easy for people to make and distribute and sell NFTs. And copy. And <laughs> copy them, obviously. <laughs> Let's go to our live uh, correspondent on NFTs. Nope. The only person who owns one. Yeah, he backed out. <laughs> since our Concepcion, <laughs> since our, you're owner of an NFT, please tell us as you go into that media storage. <laughs> How do you feel about owning an NFT? What is it? Does it has it improved your life? Has it been a detriment to your life? Uh, I didn't even remember it until you mentioned it. <laughs> I'll never, I'll never stop reminding. And you. after this, con- after this conversation, after this uh, episode, I will probably continue to forget until somebody mentions like, "Hey, do you have one?" I'm like, "Oh yeah, that's right, I do." Sure. The joke will be on me and Brant when you can sell that Spider-Man NFT in, in 50 years for millions. <laughs> the joke's on us, right? I well, I got to survive the 50 years first, so that's true. <laughs> or the five. <laughs> Just make it five. Oh, NFTs bad. Yeah. Everything bad. Uh, there's it's, been a lot of jokes after this k- released, after their uh, New Year's message, Square Enix, yeah. where people were talking about they were fully going to become uh, Shinra. <laughs> they're just, yeah. They're just. It's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's kind of like that, what Brent said. I mean, it's, I don't think the NFT stuff's not for people in gaming. That's what it is. It's for people yeah. who want to be in that, that world. So, I mean, they just said it because it's a gaming company and all of us are looking at it like this is dumb, but they're. How many of us are actually going to, you know, partake in that? It's going to be for people who are like, it's like freaking uh, Beanie Babies or something like that. It's just yeah. want to collect NFTs. That's all that. That's who they're trying to get. And they're like, hey, we're just going to get the money from these people. Okay, so a Beanie Baby person who bought one 30 years ago still has that Beanie Baby, right? Yeah. What is that NFT? What is that going to be available on? I don't know. Who knows? I mean. That's the thing. You you tangibly had an, a Beanie Baby to hold. The NFTs are just avatars or JPEGs. I mean, I, I still you still have people who mining for Bitcoin. So I mean, yeah, who uh, knows how much, how long, how your your imaginary uh, graphics card and mining for currency, uh, like it's a fucking Minecraft. It's like real life, and you're, I mean, who who's to say that value is gonna hold? You know, so. And that's that's what they talked about. The other thing was de- what was it? Uh, de- uh, centralizing games. Or gaming, they're saying like block uh, blockchain-based tokens that will uh, enable this uh, designing a viable token uh, economies in our games will be uh, 
enable self-sustaining currency or self-sustaining growth, game growth. Mm. It's precisely the sort of ecosystem that lies at the heart of what I refer to as decentralized gaming. Yeah. Mm. I hope... I it's hope that us, this man. becomes a major trend in gaming going forward. Yeah, it's not, it's not for us. It's it's not for us. It's it's but not for know. us. And I don't. Yeah, like you're saying, I don't know how many people will will think of this uh, as as something they they want in their games. But but then but then again, and we're sitting here bitching. But then again, everybody who if they hit it big and everybody buys NFTs that are not in gaming and somehow funds a Chrono Trigger remake. Then none of us are going to bitch. At this point, yeah. we're like, all right, yeah, sure, whatever. You know what I mean? You know, if if they were like, hey, we used all this money from NFTs to make this game you want or port this game you want, then everybody's going to shut the hell up. So yeah, we'll shut up. So like, all right, yeah, just just give it to me. Just don't put it on Steam and and leave it there. So uh, Cesar, I sent you. I know uh, the guy who developed 1080. I think his last name's Gobert, and he did the he did the snowboarding game for the Quest. Right, so he's been making those games for twenty five years now, maybe. And um, he put out there a demo of a snowboarding game for the Playdate, where you turn the crank and you did all these twists and turns and all that kind of stuff. It looked amazing. It looked so good. And then he followed up and he said, "You know, what if we release an NFT to help fund the game? Is that something you'd be interested in?" And then I'm all of a sudden I'm like, "Okay, I don't know. I guess you know." But I guess it it's kind of how they've been pitched, right? Nobody wanted the horse armor in Oblivion. They didn't want to pay 10, was it 10 Microsoft points or 10,000 or it was $10. It was 10 Microsoft. Yeah. Whatever, like 800 Microsoft points, which was like yeah. equivalent to $10 or something $10. Like that. It was yeah. $10. Yeah, 800. It was weird. I forgot it had it was like 16, It was 1600 for 20. Remember, it was some bullshit. Yeah value it's like you're right it was that it was like it's like the currency i got more money from converting yen to dollar than i did from dollar to microsoft <laughs> points i mean it was i'm broken dollars that but i'm a millionaire in microsoft yeah microsoft bucks so he said but but it was it, it, it almost to me seems like a pre-order bonus like why make that an nft why might why not make that like i've bought certain music cds that came with a clip of the actual reel that they encoded the music you know they recorded the music with like this is an actual part of what the music was made on before we made your CD and put it on Apple music and iTunes and everything else. So that, that to me is like a, that is a tangible item. Uh, the beat back to the beanie babies, but would be, would we be willing to fund this? I'm glad we're bringing beanie babies back. Uh, it's all about the beanie babies. I'm looking forward to going into my local Kroger tomorrow and be like, oh, there's beanie babies everywhere. Oh, shit. <laughs> By the way, this is going to be game of the year 2021. We don't need an episode title, so <laughs> beanie babies probably would have been pretty good. <laughs> Unless we just want to make it that, but it is what it is. Bringing so, beanie babies back. So why make, are they having to use the guise of NFTs to fund game development? Like, are they trying to say, hey, pitch in, get this rare NFT, whatever. And help us if fund you this want game. NFTs, yeah, yeah. Like I, mean, I would fund the. Let me fund this game. Let me give you money through Kickstarter or something. Why does it have to be? Do people feel like they get more by having the NFT in return? Is that is that what it turns into? Yeah, I mean, I, that's the part that confuses me. It, it depends on what they do. It is because I mean I sent you that link for that game. I what 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 was it? Uh, I Kickstarter six years ago. It was exactly six years, and it's still they pushed it back another six months. Remember? And I'm like I, I paid. $80 for this game 
that was supposed to be on the Vita, and then they ended up canceling because they couldn't make it in time where they cut off the, the date. And I was like, right, it on it. The Vita, you coward. And I was like, <laughs> fuck it, I'll, I'll keep I'll keep and get it on PC, whatever, because it's a visual novel. And then they and they still can't fucking release it on PC. So it's like it's I'm I'm waiting for the day they come in there. It's like, hey, yeah, we fucked up. You know, like they found a game breaking bug. It's like when it switches okay. from four by three to sixteen by nine. The game breaks. It's like, I cannot believe you guys have been developing for six years and porting this over. And you just figured it out. So that's our just switch, just switch TVs. <laughs> You're good. You just give me the game in 4x3. I'm playing shit in 4x3 all day in the, the damn Polymega. I mean, I'm, I'm good. Just give me the fucking 4x3. I'm on a 4K screen with 4x3. It's like black borders everywhere. Okay, so with your use case, would you have felt happier knowing that you had a an nft this whole time since you don't have the game but you have an nft that you could pull up and look at or what are they are they are some of them gifts or are it's, they just it, it's a, it's a fucking jpeg it's a it's, fucking it's JPEG. A, i know it's, it's a, a picture it's, it's a, a picture, picture. <laughs> and it's, it's you have nothing you have nothing it's, you it's, have, i'm trying to play devil's advocate oh. no it's the it's the whole beanie baby thing it's like you remember there's only certain amount made for that typical but beanie you baby. have a beanie yeah. baby this I, I agree with you but that's that's the whole thing you're buying into is like oh I have one of 16 in this one image that I cannot possibly okay. steal from anywhere else. Okay. It's the whole one of 16. I can't right-click not... and save. You can't, you can't go in there and, like, they're not sitting there, like, printing, like, money. Like, oh, here's 9999 I'm playing. Like, that one I showed you with that video was, like, what was it, a million dollars they were charging for an NFT that she stole? She just took a, a screenshot. It was, like, a million dollars. And she's, like, she just took a screenshot of it. And she's, like, oh, this is how we steal NFTs, boys. <laughs> and, I mean, that's all it took. But it's like, why would you pay a million dollars for it? They're because right. there's only one yeah, of that kind. Right. Yeah. What do you do? What do you do with that? What do you do with that thing when you have it? I, I'm I'm waiting for what they're gonna do. Is they're gonna come out like an NFT viewer, and then you can just take it out the computer and put it in your viewer, and then like, and they're gonna put like a painting on the wall, like this is the only place you can see this NFT. That's what it's, it's gonna end up happening, yeah. like to where you can just it's gonna be make an Apple it your thing. own. It's gonna be an Apple thing. You buy yeah, a five hundred dollar viewer. I'm worried with yeah. People. I know. I know. Apple's looking at like, man, we we'll just come up with a viewer, man, and everybody these NFTs buying. Like viewfinder, you just flip through your NFTs, yeah. you just yeah. flip the thing, and yeah, it rotates through. Your... Maybe they'll print it on that 3D poster right across my eye, so I can see the image every time. <laughs> that's how I solved it every time. The crossing your like, eyes is how I did it too. You'll see it. I'm like, no, just fucking go cross-eyed. Don't yeah, they're like staring at it. All you're doing is staring at it for so long, you go cross-eyed. I mean, that's all. That's all you do. I just automatically cheated to beat it in the beginning, just like cross my eyes. There it is. It's a bird flying across the ocean. I figured it out. Somebody's there for three hours looking at it. I'm like, I don't get it. Uh, so this, I can't remember if you were here or not, but my, I won't say my family's trashy enough, but there was one Outback Steakhouse in the vicinity. And we would go and put our name in the hat at the Outback Steakhouse. And it would take forever, right? They would tell you 45 minutes. And this was before you, they give you the buzzer thing. So you just had to check in. There was one of those stores right across from where the Outback Steakhouse was. <laughs> so it would be my whole family and my neighbors would go with us. And I distinctly remember us going in this gallery of these things and just like staring at these paintings. I would. I, I see dinosaurs. <laughs> I know that Outback. I know it's by Major Highway. And I would rather just run into the Major Highway. There's like nine lanes of that. And. And see if I can make it to the end, like Frogger style, versus going into that one store. So, uh, Brett, oh, shit. probably you were probably familiar with that area. I don't yeah. know if you you remember where that Outback was up off I, of I uh, do. Mount Zion and uh, 54. <laughs> oh my god! Oh, we would go look at those things, and it would look like shit. And I don't even know how much they were. I was a kid, I, but I was like. It, 
I, I don't know. I just look cross-eyed at him and I see everything. And people are like, you can see it? Like, yeah. <laughs> like, whoa. He's like, whoa. <laughs> They, they, oh, man. You're like you're the fucking expert or something like that. It's like, I mean, there's nothing wrong with that because I've told you before. I mean, we used to go to church on Sundays and after church we would always go to damn service merchandise. And so I was like, we were, every, right we were in there service the merchandise ever there, like every Sunday. I and bought I my there, first boombox from service merchandise. I love that place. Yeah, yeah. That's our. That's why I played Donkey Kong Country, Killer Instinct. I looked at the second 32x I could never Ford never got from there. I just look at it every week, like maybe one day. Do you remember Mervin's that was across the street? It was like Coles. Before Coles came down here, I think I was in there looking for clothes, clothes in there too. I think that was one of my uh, like school clothes outlets. Mervins. Yeah. All right, let's do a quick spot check on everyone's uh, pee picture. How are y'all looking? Um, I'm I'm savoring good. mine. I'm savoring yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> low and slow. Still about I, a quarter I, I, of the I, way. I got to make it to the end of the podcast, man. I can't get sloppy yet. How do I put it back at the exact same <laughs> angle every time where it looks like mine? <laughs> Look at it. It's right there. Perfect. It's like muscle memory. Yeah. My wrist just locks in the same place. It's uh, it, it's 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 the whole you're being influenced from when you're seeing on our screen. You're like, it's like you're subconsciously putting yeah. putting it back that way. I'm looking across at it, y'all yeah. screens, and then I match it up. <laughs> like must must put same way. That's what yeah. your brain says. But no, with with this with this NFT thing, the, the one shit. thing How, we were talking about NFTs. Uh, yeah. Yeah. We get off. <laughs> I was like, well, we're back on this again. Hold the on, one we're 30 thing, minutes in. We got to get yeah. through this news. The the one thing I was worried about is is you know we're already in such a state of um, okay. like preser preservation and all this that if somebody starts putting NFTs in games and or makes a game and says the game is the NFT, then what's going to stop that person from being like, well, now NFT. you. Now you can't stream it. Now you can't do this. Now this, you know, you can only keep this one game here. You can't, you know, share it. You can, you know, it's, I don't know. I don't no. want to say it's a slippery slope, Brent, but it, Brent, it can no, get just Brent, really stupid really fast. Brent did it. You did it, buddy. You figured it out, man. Like, Koei's going to come back and look at it like a monster rancher. Like, we're going to do this, but we're just instead of putting CDs in there, you put NFTs and you get different monsters. <laughs> we figured it out. Yeah. Wait, I would probably play this. I would where, play. Where do I get more NFTs? Where can I buy NFTs to plug into my Monster Rancher? Oh God, it's like old school. Well, I guess Pokemon still does that, where you can only get certain Pokemon in certain versions. You've got to buy every different version. NFT Blue and NFT Red, and you have to <laughs> yeah, link them God. together. And then you get Trade. yellow later on in the year with the yep. uh, like the best of both worlds. And they give you, you a different to- starter. Or you go to media play and somebody teaches you how to cut it off at the right time and then you both get mute. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then get I missing. Think. Then get missing no when they uh, hack it with their game gear or whatever the fuck they put in there. No, don't ever catch missing no. Don't ever catch it. Just use it to clone your items. Yep. Feed it the rare candies or whatever that was. Speaking of rare candies, we got some uh, information on the next generation <laughs> PlayStation VR. What a segue. Let's that? go, Lair. We're getting a Lair point. Let's go. Uh, Cesar, I'm only reading this news with Brant. He purchased the NFT. You cannot participate. Oh gosh. <laughs> You're unlicensed. The NFT episode. Oh, God. Let that never be a thing. Oh, he's leaving. <laughs> he's taking his Master Chief and getting out of here. <laughs> got the Yeti walk. Check it out. <laughs> And he's gone. He disappeared. Just he's like here. just like the Yeti. 
Okay, last night at CES, uh, Sony had their big press conference, and we weren't expecting much, but we did get a massive unveiling, which no one was expecting, I think, yeah. of PlayStation VR 2. This news comes from The Verge. Uh, Sony has confirmed the name of its next next VR headset. Unsurprisingly, it's going to be called PlayStation VR 2. Sony Interactive Entertainment President and CEO and hater of old Gran Turismo games, Jim, I added that bit, Jim Ryan announced the name as part of Sony's CES 2022 presentation in a move reminiscent of two years ago when the PS5 logo was first revealed on stage in Vegas amid much fanfare. The Verge notes, it looks like the PS3 and PS4 <laughs> logos, but with a 5. Yep. Uh, Sony still hasn't shown off what the headset itself will look like, but we know quite a bit about its tech specs already. It will use Sense controllers, which look Six like... Six Sorry. I'm excited about Six Axis. Cesar, did you buy the NFTs so you can participate? I did. I bought all the NFTs. Or did Brant right-click and save and send it to you so you can participate? I, uh, I mortgaged everything and then uh, bought NFTs with it. I see you refilled your drinks, too. Well well done. Yeah, uh, both ways. The controllers, which look a lot like the Oculus Quest controllers, now officially named Sense controllers. Uh, all the way back in March... They showed those off. The headset supports haptic feedback, eye tracking, 4K HDR, 90 slash 120 hertz frame rates, foveated rendering, and a field of view of 110 degrees. And and it connects to the PS5 with a single USB-C cable. That is my sticking point. That is my sticking point. But we'll end up going through some other stuff, and then I'll come back to it. Uh, Visual fidelity for a high-fidelity visual experience, PSVR 2. Offers 4K HDR, 110-degree field of view, and foveated rendering. With an OLED display, players can expect a display resolution of 2000 by 2040 per eye and smooth frame rates of 90 slash 120 hertz. Back in my day, we just needed uh, 680 by 480. You know what I'm saying? Headset-based controller tracking with inside-out tracking. PSVR 2 tracks you and your controller through integrated cameras embedded in the VR headset. Your movements and the direction you look at are reflected in-game without the need for an external camera. I don't know, Richard, man. Back in the day, for me, I also had one of those uh, handheld TVs with the antenna. For Game Gear? No, but I never had a Game Gear. Like It's like those portable TVs. I think you could hook up something on there through composites. But Yeah. yeah. We had a black and white one that we would hook up in my dad's Pontiac Vibe and play PlayStation Uno games on it. Mom was <laughs> like with a, mom was like with a five inch screen and got a U, UHF, not the yep. movie, but the actual t- channel stations. Yep. But well, we hooked fired, the I, PlayStation up to it and played like NHL 2000 and stuff yeah. on it. I still fired up, man, hoping that something's broadcasting. Disappointed every time. So you need a converter at this point, right? <laughs> yeah. They killed that. That sucks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They did. When did that switch over? Like 2010, 2011? It's yeah. been a while yeah. now. Yeah. It, it, and they signed that in the law like in the 90s, remember, when they were going to get rid of it. It was like it, forever you needed a, a box. Remember a digital box or the converter box? <clears throat> in going all digital, everything's going to look great. Yeah. In my mind's eye, that seems like something that was not that long ago, but I guess it has been 10 years or so. No, man, we're old, man. That's... You're telling me. I mean, One Piece is almost as old as me, so. One Piece is everlasting. (laughs) 
Uh, new sensory features, PSVR 2 sense technology combines eye tracking, headset feedback, 3D audio, and the innovative PSVR 2 sense controller to create an incredibly deep feeling of immersion. Uh, skip ahead. Additionally, PS5's Tempest 3D audio tech makes sounds in the play in the player's surroundings come alive, adding to this new level of immersion. Eye tracking with eye tracking PSVR 2 detects the motion of your eyes, so a simple look in a specific direction can create an additional input for the game character. This allows players to interact more intuitively in new and lifelike ways, allowing for a heightened emotional response and enhanced expression <laughs> that provide a new level of real gaming. Sorry, Brian, I saw you drinking, uh, like, whatever you were drinking was invisible, so it was like you're just doing this invisibly. <laughs> just chugging it. Yeah, I, I had to laugh because it, it disappeared when you were doing it. I'm like, what the hell's happening? Uh, Jim Ryan also announced the first big exclusive title for PSVR 2, Horizon Call of the Mountain. It'll follow next month's Horizon Forbidden West of Sony's tentpole releases for 2022. Though there's no indication of a release date for either the game or the headset just yet, you can watch a brief teaser trailer below. All right, what do you guys think? I think we're all early adopters here on this one. Yeah. It's going to be like 500 bucks, and (laughs) it's going to be be impossible to get. It's gonna be. It's gonna be fucking expensive. Yeah. Yeah. So I am disappointed. (laughs) I thought because I've been doing a lot of stuff with the Oculus Quest Two recently. I thought this was gonna be a dedicated thing. I thought maybe it's naive. I thought you could buy this like a PlayStation Vita or a PSP, and it was its own thing. You would not need a PS Five, which are still hard to come by. Mm -hmm. Like, why would you release something? What brand? Go ahead. Oh, just. They, they already said that that wasn't going to be the case, basically. Right. So I was hoping this would be the case because we all have PS5s, but it's still not easy for Joe Schmo, yeah. who wants to get in on this technology, to walk into Walmart, Target, GameStop, Best Buy, EB Games, uh, any of those other locations. You cannot just go in there and buy a PS5 and then add this to it, right? So there's a barrier of entry that you have to... You have to follow five Twitter accounts or you have to pay $900 or whatever it is, whatever your barrier of entry is for PS5. Try to get four for a year and then just give up and then pay the money, right? Yeah. You 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 have to put the year in there, like try for a year and just say, fuck it, I'll just pay the money for it. Yeah. Pay twice the price. That's that's what most people are doing. That's that's right. That's part of the investment. It's the emotional weight uh, on top of the amount of waiting or trying to find it or paying someone who is flipping it to you, that sort of thing. That's so how they, I was, that's, that's my, how they win. It is. My biggest disappointment in this is that it's not a standalone PlayStation VR because I have seen, I've been doing so much with quest two and I feel like how free that is with no cables and all that. They said it's one cable, which is great. It's already better than <laughs> I look back at the PlayStation VR rigs that we all would strap on and have all the the we have the box that converts everything and yeah. the controller or the headset adapter and all that kind of stuff and the camera. So it's already a huge improvement from that, right? And we all love that experience. We didn't have any issues with that. We just we saw where it could go. You know, this could be better. And it just seems like that's a that's a missed thing for it to be such a to me, this is my opinion. For it to be such a mass market device, it seems strange that it would still need to be connected to PS5. But well, what did you guys think? Most most VR headsets still need a pretty decent PC to run outside of the Quest. Mm-hmm. And I mean, 
I would think PlayStation is going to do what they did before and come out with a competitive price. I mean, there's no doubt that this is still going to be with with all the technology they're packing in this thing. It's probably going to be pricey. I wouldn't be surprised if it was around the five hundred dollar yeah. mark. But I also am wondering if all you're going to need is to plug it in to this front US, uh, USB-C connection on the front of the PS5. Then you're going to get Yeah, yeah. And, and, and that's it. And, you know, there's no processing box, you know, like there was with the original PSVR and having to hook up Y'all just heard five me mention about cords. the Oculus, right? Yeah. I have bought a 20-foot cable for the Oculus to turn it into a Rift. So that's fine, you know? Mm-hmm. If that's what it is, that's fine too. That one cable is not a big deal. You won't have to worry about this headset dying on you either. I mean, it's not like it's, you know, you've got to make sure it's charged up and everything. You'll still have to charge the controllers, but obviously that's something we're going to have to do with everything. Can I use my PS3 Move controllers, though? Uh, <laughs> I doubt it, considering they said that there's... That's the other thing is it, it sounds like you're not going to have to buy that PS5 camera. You're not going to have to buy any any additional outside camera. It's just the nope. headset. The the thing I'm more concerned about is the backwards compatibility on the previous PS, uh, PSVR. That's the only thing so they sorry. kind of not. You did mention that when they were talking about it. Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah. it's funny. It's funny. It's like they didn't. I mean, if it was going to be easy and it's going to be all backwards compatible, they would have just thrown that out there. But it seems like not everything's going to go over as the. What I'm going to get, or that they're going to have to get a patch after the fact and, and patch it. I, I would yeah. I would assume that they're already they've they've probably been working on that because with the amount of V PSVR titles that they have, it would be it would behoove them to make sure that the majority of those titles carry over. They're probably going to do exactly with what they what they're doing with PS4 stuff, and say, hey, the stuff you have, eighty nine. Ninety percent of it's going to work, but you have a different every you have a game different interface there. Are they going to be able to make sure the sense controllers will identify where those controllers are at versus without the camera? Yeah, without the camera, using the, the camera on most of those things. So, I'm I'm sure you you might have to calibrate it or or something, but and I, maybe maybe it's maybe you have to use those move controllers. And the cameras in this in this new headset will be able to track those move controllers. There's still I, move controllers at my yet. local Walmart. Yeah. Is it time yeah. to buy those yet? I've, I've bought a couple more because I got one with the the old um, micro B, and I got one with the mini Bs. Like there's there's two different sets, so I, I want I got one of each. Uh, no, Brent, you're right, but uh, we're, we're talking about Sony, man. We're talking about yeah, they they put funny. the ball in the developers' court. Like, hey, we give you a way to make this playable on the machine, but it's up to you. Yeah. yeah, and we'll help you yeah. out, but you got to pay for it, you know. Yeah, because I mean, look at Robinson: The Journey, which is a VR game that's still not playable from PS4 and PS5. Yeah, because uh, you know, Crytek wasn't going to go in there and fix it. So, yeah. what what's different about those two versions? Why why is that not playable in there? I nobody knows. It's like they all all Sony said was like Crytek needs to go in there and and, and patch it to work, and Crytek's like we're not paying money to patch this game. And we watched that. That was in one of those Sony events we went to, yeah. right? One of those E3 things we went to. Robinson was like, "Oh my God, look at this!" Yeah. So I don't I don't have a it's, I don't have a lot of 
faith that it's, oh, they're all going to work. I got I got faith that they'll make they'll find a way to work, but they're going to be like it's up to the developer to do it. It's not going to yeah. be like Microsoft who they have a team that does that for the for the for the developers and publishers like, hey, man, we, we got the fix. You just need to go through the process and resubmit the game, you know. Yeah, at this point, I'm going to hope for the best. But, I mean, only time's going to tell what they're going to do. I, I, I'm hope I'm proven wrong. I promise you. I'm hoping they look at the stuff that Microsoft has done and they're like, all right, we can't do this anymore. You know, like we're, yeah. we're trying to get as much playable stuff on there so we don't have people bitching about content. So especially on this day of age where there's like content everywhere. Like we're all consuming content nonstop with Netflix and everything, so but it's all I mean, about who who has the most content now. So and and the thing is, I mean, I know a good bit of people that own PS4s and a f- handful that own PS5s, and of the people that own PS4s, not everybody really has a PSVR, but you think that everybody that already has the first version of that is already sold on VR. So if you're going to come out with PSVR 2, you're most likely to purchase that or the people that are already in that ecosystem. So you want to, hopefully they want to try and keep those people happy. But like you said, it's, it's, it's money's money's going to talk yeah. for Sony. That's all it is. This is the last ride for VR for Sony. So, if this doesn't take off, they're going to let it die. Probably. Uh, I'm hoping that this this headset is going to be powerful enough where they can put an actual AAA game in there where it's going to get people who are not interested in VR to come in there like, holy shit, I want to play this. It has to be a killer app. Yeah. There's not too many killer apps in VR. Is Half-Life Alex that killer app it's, for you? But that's the only one. That's why it, it never it's really took off on, on PC. I mean, there's not, there's not many. A lot, a lot of those PC... VR ones tend to follow that same type of gimmick and nobody's really evolved it yet into something like, oh man, this is the only thing I can fucking do here, you know? So, because Half I Alex was a very good one. Uh, Resident Evil 7 in VR was really, really mind blowing for me, even though I got sick. But it was yeah. like you moved Vomited around in that stomach It was journey. amazing, though. But yeah, you moved around in that world and it worked, you know? It was crazy. You know, yeah. at the time, now it's not a big deal, but at the time when it came out, I was like, holy shit, you know? But it's like, uh, uh, it's it's still a big deal, I would think. Even you know, even Elder Scrolls in VR is is pretty fucking cool, and Borderlands Two in VR is pretty fucking cool. So I'm like getting thrown in that world and be like one on one, seeing that interaction on there. So yeah, but I'm I'm waiting for something to come in there and it's like, all right, you gotta you gotta play this shit, you know? Not just get P PSVR two up there, just get everybody in VR and get them elevate everybody. Yeah, to make that so the standard. We need that Wii to Wii Motion Plus jump. But is everybody tired of the Wii gimmick and not wanting to wait for the Wii Motion Plus? And you know what I mean? Is it worth that that jump? Like, hey, this is way better. This is what we promised before. But you've already been mired in shovelware and sports games and other things that have burnt you out on that experience. You bring up a good point, but I think that's just a greater. It's like the it's like a perfection. It's like doing a, a like going from DS to DS Lite, in my opinion. I was like, I don't know if you they did anything else with it other than like, hey, this is one to one tracking, but it's not backwards compatible with all these games, and it only works for new games and or whatever. And, you know, there weren't patches back True. then, so you couldn't patch it True. outside of the whatever the Wii Channel patches were. So it's kind of like they were just dead on that system. So 
I still have that fucking Wii Channel patch for Skyward Sword. Skyward Sword. Sword. Yeah. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> so. Is there any other game that got one besides that one? I think that was the only one that was big enough where, like, oopsie, we can't fuck up on this, you know? I think it's one of the only things you can still download on the Wii. Yeah. Yeah. Still alive. All right, let's move along. I'm sure that uh, discussion will be more fleshed out in the future. Well, yeah, we got to see what this thing does. I mean, we just got the specs. We got one game announced. We, we don't good. know anything. We don't know anything else. So. It was a very brief preview. Mm-hmm. Other than it's like it was CES. They came out. I'm surprised Sony came out with something game related. And then their sizzle reel and like we sold two million more PlayStation fives because we can't make any more. You know. So I was like. The it's, PSP uh, was a great handheld. <laughs> we believe in the future of the Universal Media Disc. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Man. You can't argue that, so. All right, next up announced uh, Death Stranding Director's Cut coming to PC this spring. Currently and then on to the next PS5. story and next month's gamepad now. <laughs> I'm trying to. Oh, damn, it's not going to According to Saramano at Gamatsu. You kill the background. What there happened? you go. You have oh, heard of pirates. Me. You, you have me, heard baby. of me. <laughs> oh, God bless UMD. UMD was ahead of its time. <laughs> we got to admit. It was hey, man, game, game Fly still puts them on sale every so often, like once they in a blue do. moon. So. They do. But you got RV on there. Speaking of on sale, Death Stranding Director's <laughs> Cut is coming to PC this spring, and it will be available um, this spring <laughs> via Steam <laughs> and, and Epic Game Store. Uh, both companies announced. Uh, yeah, but there was no pricing, right? No pricing was announced. There was no yeah, uh, no pricing, no victory. Path, yeah, no path to victory yet. And then, other than they're using the Intel, uh, that new Intel environment is what it was. Intel something, some Xenomorph. What was it? The Intel something? Uh, um, Not Xenomorph. Uh, Intel Predator. What was it? What was the other thing? I don't see that listed either. You also get the Half Life and Cyberpunk 2077 DLC. Half-Life DLC in a Kojima game, sure. In 2022. It's fine. It's uh, Intel's new XESS technology. Zess. Zess. Ness from Earthbound. It's a... Uh, I think it's supposed to be like... <laughs> what uh, with the Z? <laughs> but it's pronounced with a Ness. Uh, <laughs> but it's, I think it's supposed to be like uh, similar to what uh, NVIDIA did with artificial intelligence. Uh, when it, it enhances the graphics and the environment. It's the same thing, but it's like... Like DLSS stuff? It's gonna be on a graphics card that none of us can afford. So I'm like, I'm looking at buying like a gaming or PC and available. things like like it's cheaper for me to buy a gaming PC pre-built than it is to buy a graphics card. So. Mm-hmm. All right. So look forward to that later on this year, 2022. Are you are you guys getting Magnolia Network ads? It's like that's all I get from Kimasu. I just closed no, it out. I, yeah, I closed it. The new TLC. Do you is mean it, that the TLC network is being yeah. rebranded as Magnolia what, what? Network? <laughs> what? It's, it's a DIY. It's a DIY to do it yourself. DIY. That's right. So, DIY network. So why is it? Ter- well, I don't watch that shit. Why is it sending me those these ads? That's what I'm trying to figure out. Do y'all are y'all getting these ads, or is it like is it seeing my internet options? Like, Cesar, we know you're streaming this shit. I'm like, I, I never streamed a day in my life with Discovery oh, or whatever the hell this is. So I'm like, wanna, wait, Brand, you have my chair too? This is fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> fucked up. Somebody's trying uh, to lose somebody's life. So. so someone in this house watches a lot of DIY network. So I know that they are turning into the Magnolia network, but I don't know if that is like a common uh, advertisement that's needed across the board. I'm I'm just concerned. Why it's, it's, right? It seems like they're, they're singling me out. I'm like, I don't even watch this <laughs> shit. I just remember watching the one episode where Chip Gaines ate the cockroach and I was like, 
And that was only because somebody watched it at work, and I'm like, what the hell am I watching? I've watched a lot of those. She's very mean to him for some reason. That's my thought. I, She's, like, way too mean to him. It's, it's Brent, from the show, Brent, I guess. That's what Brent, you got anything left? <laughs> I'm empty. I'm out. Oh, I got you, man. I got you. Yeah, oh, thanks, thanks, Cesar. Cesar, go ahead. Just bring like me, it in. It's like, it's, like, it's like me playing a VR game. It's very difficult. Cesar, pick the cup of a carpenter. <laughs> no, I have I have some Peacock ads. I just pulled this back up. You've been watching a lot of Peacock? Let me reopen my No, I have not. How the fuck did they get that algorithm going? I don't watch any of that shit. Florida <laughs> with Chip Gaines and Diana. What, what's her name? Joanna something? Diana something? Joanna Gaines. Joanna Gaines. You already had the Gaines part. Uh, uh, and now Joanna. I have Chevrolet and Chick-fil-A. <laughs> Joanna. <laughs> I'm Elvis. Elvis is a mine too. So, yeah. Thank you, Cesar. <laughs> Joanna Gaines, Perfect Dark. <laughs> what is this? Capital One and Chick Fil A again. So yeah, I, it's different ads. I don't know. All right. I All right. I, I, I'm just I'm just curious why I'm getting singled out with that shit. I'm like, Dang it. Just close out the whole thing. All right, so I'll start. Tell us what PlayStation Now games you are getting for January 2022. Oh, Xbox Wire? What about Xbox? Oh, shit. I, yeah, I'm on the Xbox page, so. Okay, sure. Someone go with that. I guess that's um, good to me. Yeah, I'm going based off pictures. I'm not reading the thing down there because that's how I was raised since kindergarten. Let's go. All right. Uh, Ember, Cloud plus Console plus PC. Sure. Uh, all I see is Goro from like uh, Goro Mortal Kombat, but it's Goro Goa, Cloud yep. plus Console plus PC. Uh, this always was like Ouija board, but it's a Elijah Cloud Console and PC. Is that not Ouija? No, it's uh, no. Elijah. Yeah. I, th- I think it is Elijah. Elijah? Elijah? Yeah, I think it's Elijah, but it's yeah, the it's actor. Weird. I don't. Um. Then you have a. Uh, all right, let me stop being a douche. Let me go because I don't even have the dates <laughs> here. So available today is Gorgoa, Elijah. And the pedestrian is available as a, as we speak, and these are all on cloud console and PC. Coming soon, which is uh, I think some of these were showing up today, right? I think Amber came through already, so Amber is on cloud console and PC. Yeah. Tomorrow is going to be Mass Effect Legendary Edition, which is huge. Uh, that's that's going to be from the EA Play. Mm-hmm. Uh, Outer Wilds is already available, even though it says tomorrow, and that's on cloud console and PC. And Outer Wilds is really good. Not to be confused with Outer Worlds, but now both Outer games are now on Game Pass. Um, <laughs> The Outer Collection. The Outer Collection, yep. Uh, Splunky 2 uh, is going to uh, arrive on console and PC January 13th. I've never played a Splunky. I have multiple versions of Splunky, and I've yet to put more than two hours into it, because I was playing like, this looks cool, and then I die instantly, and it's like yeah. the fucking Dark Souls of whatever Splunky is. All right. Whenever I was listening to the PlayStation blog, their official podcast, it was like Sid Schumann and somebody else. They were all about Spelunky for months. <laughs> I think I stopped listening to that podcast just because that's all they would talk about is Spelunky. It's like, geez. All right. The Anacris, Bruce, I don't know. Game previews coming to console and PC on January 13th. Uh, available. Sure. Uh, we'll go with your uh, yeah. pronunciation. Uh, available like on day one with Xbox Game Pass. And to save, nobody knows what it is. It's a four-player cooperative first-person shooter set aboard a massive starship stranded in the edge of explored space. Team up with your friends in an infinite replayable uh, fight against uh, 
alien hordes to unlock perks, weapons, and new ways to play uh, is basically what? Left 4 Dead? Is that what we yeah. uh, agreed on? Pretty much. Uh, DLC game updates. You got Minecraft's New Year celebration through January 17th. Uh, your perks for this month is Apex Legends Rig Helmet, uh, Fantasy Star Online 2's monthly bonus, and then uh, the good old leaving January 15th on Game Pass, uh, Desperados 3, not the movie. Uh, I don't even got up to 3. Uh, Ghosts of a Tale, uh, Kingdom Hearts 3, finally. How long has that been on there? For like a year? Forever. Uh, Mount and Blade War Warband, uh, Pandemic, finally the pandemic's over. Somebody yeah. ever made that joke on the Twitter. Uh, and Y2K, a postmodern RPG which is on PC, is also leaving. Uh, they made a note that PUBG Battlegrounds is leaving X, uh, Game Pass, but it's becoming free-to-play in two days later, yeah. so it's going to be gone for two days. So get it in while you can. And that is your um, your Game Pass update for the month. Uh, anything you want to add, Brant, Richard, before I go on to the PlayStation Now updates? No, let's go to PlayStation Now. PlayStation so Now. I haven't looked at this now. yet, so it's going to be a surprise for all of us, but Tell no, us. I'll, I'll, just for me and none of y'all. All right. Uh, coming to PlayStation Now in January, uh, it's going to be Mortal Kombat 11. This is the one they just added on Game Pass, right? Mm, yes. Yes. Okay. Now, but the only difference is that this is locked to PS4, right? They haven't done any P- PS5 stuff yet. No. That's the specifics? Uh, yes. No DLC included? Uh, I think PS Now includes everything. I think that's how they usually work. Really? Yeah. Uh, that's I think you get all the DLC on PS Now and that. I think they sell that separately in Game Pass. Okay. Uh, I could be wrong. Uh, I'll correct it if not. I'll, I'll do the research that I don't feel like doing. All right. Um, Final Fantasy XII, The Zodiac of Age. Good game. Uh, Furry Unleashed, which looks like uh, Metal Slug. And, I don't know, man. Comic Zone? Shoot your way through pages of an ever... Or Contra, right? Ever-changing... Probably Contra, more like it. Ever-changing comic book in this fast-paced, roguelike. Play solo in local or online co-op. Expand your weaponry and upgrade your hero with every run. All that to find out why your creator has lost his faith in you and prove him wrong. Sounds like Comic Zone. All right. <laughs> Unturned. Uh, Super Time Force Ultra, which I heard was fun back in the day. Kerbal Space Program Enhanced Edition, because uh, you can't get any more enhanced. Uh, and that is everything for your PS that's, Now. That's it. Yeah, that's it. Beautiful. Yep. And we're out of news. You haven't played Final Fantasy XII, now's a good time. If you have PlayStation Now. That's a good-ass game. I've not finished it, and it's a good-ass game. I'm in the final boss, and for whatever reason, I never I never finished it. <laughs> like, uh, I think that's how, that's how my... Um, I don't want to get off topic, but that... Uh, Skies of Arcadia. That's how my Skies of Arcadia on Dreamcast was. I got to the final boss, and for whatever reason, I never went back and finished it. I'm still there. They're still waiting on me. I have the save still. Damn, beat that shit on stream. Let's go. That save is 20 years old. Banjo-Kazooie save is like 3 years old. (laughs) 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 That Skies of Arcadia could be my child. It's 20 years old. Maybe 2 years old on Banjo-Kazooie. You realize we're closing in on 4 years of doing this show, right? Mm, Sounds about right. (laughs) I'll go ahead and, and get to that same point on the Nintendo Switch with Banjo Kazooie and just stop after I get to the game board. That way I can consistently uh-huh. do that in every version of Banjo Kazooie. <laughs> Keep your save files mm. <laughs> across, uh, same across the board. I'll just I'll, I'll stream it this time and just rage quit at that point and just keep doing that every year and just get to that point and just rage quit and just never beat it, never play it again. So. All right, do we want to go to let's do games of the year? I'm saying we can always catch up. It's we're an hour in exactly. 
Yeah. I'm saying we can always catch up on games played. We can summarize two weeks if we need to. It's fine. Yeah. Let's pound out our games of the year and go through. Do we want to elaborate on each? Do we want to expound on each person's things? Or, like, I feel like I have a good summary of mine, and mine might take two minutes, if that. Because we have a whole year of talking about games. It's not yeah. like I'm pitching my case not, here. Yeah. I don't yeah, know what, how, how deep in depth I'm going to get. I mean, but, yeah. I'm not going to. We've. Sorry, I had to look at Echo because Echo was going off. Um, somehow. Off. Uh, yeah, let's go with that. <laughs> Echo, Echo the Dolphin's going off. In the I, I uh, renamed all my uh, Amazon devices to not say Alexa. Oh. And I chose Echo as their call name. Now they're okay. all going off because I don't have to worry about Alexa coming randomly off from TV and be like, oh, I didn't catch that. Ha, ha, ha. And, you know, it's, it's on in my face and I'm like sitting there just trying to watch football. So but, I uh, decided not to because I play a lot of Sega Genesis games starring Dolphins and I was <laughs> decided if I yelled out at that game, I did not want my yeah. in-home AI to go off. I just go Danny Martian, Danny Martian and Fimby in this all I say. Yes. Mammal. One, two, three, four, five, six. Okay, I have six. Right. I have to boot one of these. <laughs> so no, I'll just go with it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Whatever, man. Look, I don't want. I mean, let's do this and see how much time we have left for games played. Uh, I don't think mine's going to take that long either way. But I mean, let's see. Yeah. Let's see. Let's just go with it. I'm not going to go expanding on too much about it. I'll just yeah. say why I liked it and just keep moving. So. Yeah. All right, y'all want me to kick off like we do games played? Go for it. No, let's do round robin. How many you got, um, Brent? Uh, just somebody go. <laughs> I mean, because I, I was gonna, I, I, we all start with our fifth one and then work our way up and just go around in a circle. That's I what have I was pitching. Six in my games of the year. I could not kick a, another one out. Oh, we, six. Yeah, we can start with six. That's what I'm saying. I, I, that's why I said we just keep it going. So okay, let me go with my six and then we start off. All right, let me do six and five. You ready? Yeah. Number six, because I didn't finish this game. That is, this is my one of one of my big things. This, to me, is the best PlayStation 5 exclusive game you can buy. If you get a PS5, if you're lucky enough, you need to own this game. This is the reason to own a PlayStation 5. And this might be on y'all's list, but I know you enjoyed it. And that has Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. This is a game only possible on PS5. It is a... Some people may say it's a PS2 game. Sure. <laughs> but this is a this is what our mind's eye said a PS2 was going to be and what a PS3 might be and what a PS4 might be and then what the PS5 actually showed us. And I enjoyed every minute that I played with it. And I still it is one of the few games where I'm like, OK, I can go back into this game. I'm going to finish it and I will do that in the next couple months. I'm I'm committed to finishing this one. But this year. As far as the five to six games that took my breath away <laughs> and was games of the year, Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart was one of those. That was on my honorable mentions for the year. Mine okay. as well. Good deal. Honorable mentions and, and or honorable mentions. Honorable okay. mentions. I echo everything you say on everything you say, Richard. Echo. echo. Yeah. Echo. It's it's a great game. It's a beautiful game, and it's it's like you said, showcase of what the PS5 yep. can do. Yep. All right, I'm going to go with another one of mine since I had six technically up there. And this was a game that I played before, but it it came back into my circle based off of a legendary edition that came out this year. <laughs> and this is I rolled credits on this game. I never thought I would. And I enjoyed every single minute of it. Every story beat, every selection, every weapon, every mission, every character. 
start to finish, top to bottom, that was a Mass Effect out of the Mass Effect Legendary Edition. I love this game. I talked about it when it came out. I got it on, uh, I paid for the digital copy on Xbox, I think it was. So I made sure I got the Series X version. And now that we've talked about it coming to Game Pass, everyone who's listening to this, please fucking download this. This game is absolutely incredible. I loved every minute of it. I played on easy. It was not challenging. I died once or twice, maybe. But I just played it for the story. And I had a great interaction with Cesar at a certain time of the year where we were talking about this game. He was like, hey, make sure you put your points in this. And it avoided a major issue with a character, Rex. And <laughs> that, that helped my story play out like I wanted it to. Not, not Ashley. Ashley was never a part no, of it. Fuck that bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I, won't even, I won't even hold back. And uh, so Mass Effect, specifically out of the Mass Effect Legendary Edition, is one of my games of the year. I loved it. I'm going to piggyback on that. That was one of my honorable mentions, but mine was the whole trilogy. Uh, it wasn't in my top five, but I had a lot of fun going through all three of those games. Um, I enjoyed it more going all three at once. That's just me personally. Um, but, you know, it's like video games just can be like food sometimes. I mean, you just everybody enjoys it differently. So, But for yeah. me, I, I enjoyed that whole... I went back to back on everyone on one through three, and it was a lot of fun, so... I, I, had more I finally fun. I had, got it. Like everybody has raved about this series for over a decade, and I finally got it. That first Mass Effect, I was like, "Oh my god, this is incredible!" I know you love the second one. You said it only gets better from there. So. Second one is in top tier. That's probably my favorite one. Uh, I wasn't a big fan when the third one came out, but playing this back to back, I have a little bit more appreciation for the third one. So, it's good. All right, y'all want to go with one of your top fives? Uh, I don't know if you want to go first, Brant, because it sounds it sounds like yours is going to be different. I don't think you have, you have more than five, right, Brant? Um, yeah, I mean, he honestly, said his is different last week. Uh, I'm I'm doing something completely different. I'm not just doing. Uh, right. I have I, I have a game of the year. Yes. All right, all right, all right. Uh, I do too. So, so, so Brant, you know what? We'll, we'll let you do your thing. You want to just go all all Richard, all in, and not go all in, and then oh, let Brant no, finish. No, it doesn't. It doesn't matter. I was just I was just gonna say I'm I'm doing my own basically mini okay, game yeah, awards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have I have like categories. I have a category list. for each game. I don't I, I don't want to mess up your groove, man. That's all. No, no, yeah. it's good. All right, I'll go through my list. Cesar does his and Brand yep. does his, just like we do games played. Does that work? And then, and then we'll give you the, the you got a yeah. Do you have do you have a cutout keys you can give us that we can hold <laughs> in our images? I should have done that. Yeah, I have one cutout. <laughs> yeah, we all got the same cutout. Just position Master Chief's head up there. <laughs> hey, we're okay. all about the same level of, of beer. I think we, we're a little less than yours. Uh, let's rectify that. <laughs> just a little bit. Top yourself off just a, just a bit. Uh, that situation can be improved. Do I have the handle properly? Yep, that's yeah. exact. That's exact. That's pretty close. All right, I'm going to go through mine real quick. Because uh, I've y'all have heard me talk about these games the entire year. Uh, I had Mass Effect, I had Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. Uh, another game that took over our household was Mario Party Superstars. The whole family played this. It is a return to Mario Party. People have been bitching about Mario Party games for at least 10 years. They either had a car or they had a, you know, there was a, a gimmicky Wii U pad or there was something that kept this from being a great Mario Party game. And this was the one. This brought it back. 
It had all sorts of games from across the N64 and GameCube and even Wii U libraries. <laughs> some some of the games we would pick, it would have Mario Party 10 at the top. And I'm like, okay, sure, I never played this one, but fine. And this, um, our family literally has a trophy now that we hand out to the current winner of Mario Party. <laughs> so it's become a thing in our household. That's cool. It's it, We've had a lot of fun with it. I love Mario Party Superstars will be a favorite game forever because of how the impact that it had on our family here. Um, Another one I have on my list is Moonrider. This is a, uh, as friend of the show Dale has coined it, Free Saber. This is a free Beat Saber alternative through a browser on the Quest 2. So instead of spending $30 on Beat Saber, which they market everywhere, you can download uh, Firefox Reality for the Quest 2 device, and you can go to moonrider.xyz, which is a legit address, <laughs> and search for whatever whatever song you want. And this is another one. We don't let the kids play VR yet. I'm still worried about the the eyes. eyes. and yep. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I waited quite a bit. I put my son in VR a couple of times when mm-hmm. he was uh under the age of 12 but never for very long but yeah once once he was about 12 that's when i like let him play a couple things in vr so 12 i'm good with i'm minor a good bit younger than that so i've been hesitant but the missus and i we would literally fight over the quest and the battery pack this is the one thing we had to break the battery (laughs) pack out and put on the quest so that we could keep it going and no matter what you look for like the skyrim theme or um uh, M&M's Lose Yourself, you know, you could just search for any song and it would have a version of it on here and you could play it. And Moonrider was definitely a game of the year for us and myself. Uh, the last two that I have on my list should come as no surprise. Uh, Halo Master Chief Collection, as it was last year and maybe the year before. Um, they didn't add that much, but there were still a progressive like unlock system and new seasons and things you that you could do. And then just the sense of community, like as we've gone through this pandemic, you know, and not been able to have land parties and interact with, with players and things like that. This is, this has been something that I leaned on Saturday night became halo night. I've talked about it all throughout this whole year. And that became a huge part of this year is being able to play with friends and play for a long time, it was just Halo 1. That's all we played on Master Chief Collection. And with flamethrowers, and I've described all these different game types and everything. And then just when we thought there would never be another good Halo game, they released my personal game of the year. I have not beat the campaign yet. I know Brant has. Uh, I'm still playing through that with my brother. When we're able to get together, we, we swapped the controller. And even though we played the first Halo split-screen co-op, it's fine. It's fine. I'm telling myself it's fine uh, with, uh, you know, eight gigs of RAM or whatever that was. And I've got a Series X in there and I can't play co-op, but whatever. <laughs> it's cool. <laughs> I'm good with it. Uh, we're trading the controller back and forth and we're having a good time with the campaign. And the way it it swept up all of my friends and even like acquaintances and all of the multiplayer matches that we had in Halo Infinite where even in the tech test, just the tech test, you know, the beta, well, technically we're in the beta now, but just the demo of uh, Halo Infinite, where we were able to get people together and, and play Capture the Flag and run Warthogs and it just all that kind of thing. It, it encapsulates everything I love about games. Um, challenge, good graphics. 
sound, music, being able to play with friends. Um, it hit all the right notes and it's such a special game for me. After all these years of have not having a good Halo game, besides the Halo 1 that I was playing on Master Chief Collection, but it hit all the right notes and, and Halo Infinite is my game of the year. <laughs> As you see, Master Chief with the, with the Apple Cinema display back there. And I have bought... What's that, Cesar? And you, uh, you perfectly got all that set up just in time for uh, I did. for today's podcast. No, it's just to cover up those. Uh, there's there's six. There's technically six of those boxes back there. I don't want you to we, see. We wow. couldn't tell. We couldn't tell even with the cutout. There's no yeah, way we could sure. Yeah, that. sure. You would never be able to tell because Master Chief is a super superhuman. Um, uh, it meant a lot to me, and I, the multiplayer was. I can't explain it almost just having everybody together and the big party that we made, you guys were a part of it, both of you and just the fun that we had, even in that brief bit when it was like a tech test and when it first launched and all that excitement behind it. And I played a little bit more last weekend and I hope to rope y'all into it here in the future again. So we keep that. So we keep that ball going, but that, uh, uh that samurai, the second part of that samurai events up. So, Oh, is it coming up? It's, 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 it started yeah. today. Okay, I'm close it's got, to it. It's got better objectives, too. So It's time to get it. It's time to get that samurai armor. I know Brant got it. <laughs> I fell off when I couldn't get it because they never gave me the fucking objective. So I was like, fuck this game. Yeah, same. Same. <laughs> so good. Uh, very clearly. Just awesome. Just everything I wanted games. Multiplayer. Uh, friends, my brother played with me, soundtrack, story, just it, it, it encompassed everything I want in a video game. And even though it is, it's almost a cheat answer because the multiplayer is totally different from the single player, even though they both launch out of that same little window on your Xbox, they are two totally different experiences and you get, you get a different vibe from them and everything. And I, I can't wait to see what they add, not only in the multiplayer, but when they add the multiplayer co-op. That's what I'm really waiting for. Uh, my honorable mentions, I'll be quick. Uh, Dead Space. I was playing this on the Xbox Series X. Yeah. Yeah, Dead Space. <laughs> Dead yeah. Space is fucking great. Uh, I fell off like I do on so many games, but I did realize this game is very, very special, and I need to go back to it. Dead Space was awesome. Uh, I know a friend of the show, Renee, will taunt me about, please beat Dead Space 1. Uh, I'm sure if he was still here, he'd be like, Dead Space 2, Ellie, 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 Ellie. <laughs> He's not on there? I see three <laughs> people still. Uh, he hasn't responded yet, so... He might have it up. But... Uh, Dead Space was one of the first games that I played on my OLED on the Xbox Series X, the backwards compatible, boosted, all that kind of stuff. And it literally looks like a next-gen game. That is a, <laughs> it's a timeless experience. The art style they chose, the atmosphere... The storytelling, the music, the well, ambient music, I guess you could say. It's uh that's a special game. Dead Space is really, really good. That was one of my honorable mentions. And the last honorable mention I had was The Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword. Oh yeah. This wow. game had me drawn in for probably three or four weeks. And I literally, again, like Dead Space, I just stopped. There's something else that came up or something in my life was going on. But this was everything about um, Breath of the Wild that I loved, the the openish world, this, the stamina, all that type of thing, the free roaming, 
combined with the excellent dungeon design that we all knew from original, or I say original, old school Zelda before the Breath of the Wild divide. But uh, it seems like this uh, Switch version is the way to play this. This is the upgrade of all the Wii um, complaints people had about the Wii version. I didn't have many. The motion controls were kind of weird. You have to sync those controllers a lot, but the way that plays and the dungeon design and the way the levels lay out, and I did miss... (laughs) I try to pretend, and I'll still say Breath of the Wild is my favorite game of all time, but the way that a Zelda game will give you an item, teach you how to use it in that area, and then make you execute it either in that area or the dungeon, that sort of thing, and anyone who misses that that didn't get that in the Breath of the Wild... They need to go back to Skyward Sword and try this out because it is a perfection of that formula. I feel like I have way more attachment to this game than I did Skyward or um, Twilight Princess, which I was trying to play through a couple years ago on the Wii U. And this had so much more charm, um, so many more memorable moments. Um, the art style is beautiful in the Switch. The controls are perfect with the Switch controllers versus the Wii um motion plus and it just uh it's a it's a very memorable experience from this year but those are my games of the year from this year 2021 did it richard you did it you got it you got through there man proud of you beat mass effect man i never thought (laughs) if you told me 10 years ago to roll credits on mass effect i told you you were crazy so you know i've been through my own struggles and challenges and everything this year and those are some things I'm proud to have experienced and played with friends and, and gotten around to finishing depending on whichever ones they were. Yeah, man, you not trying to talk shit and be negative about you, man, but you've probably completed more games this year than you have probably in the last two years. Maybe. Maybe I had probably- I mean, only, only because you, you go through those fits when you, when you, you buy, like you buy games in bulk. So like, you're just going through like random, like I'm just going to play a bunch of NES games. I'm going to play a bunch of SNES games. Cause you remember you used uh, to do that like throughout the whole year a lot. There's nine no. Xbox games coming to me yeah. in the mail that I got, so <laughs> they were in the, no. they were in a lot. <laughs> a lot of times you just like I, I fucked around and played like 70 NES games, you know? Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. There was a lot more. It was a lot more focused this year. You're right, yeah. and I think I was yeah. able to pick games that came out. You know, Skyward Sword is kind of a cheat answer. Dead Space is kind of a cheat answer. Mass Effect is kind of a cheat answer, but and Halo Master Chief Collection, but they were relevant games this year. You know, there were there was new content related to those this year except for dead space yeah like i said yeah nothing negative man i, I think you just you completed a lot more games like you, you didn't play a lot more games but you probably completed a lot more so. i did i truly did yeah. that should say something for 2021 there's a lot more interesting games for you there were it's all about That's interest man got hold your value yeah mass right. effect man mass effect is so fucking good yeah, mass effect's good man oh the I first think, uh, game was incredible you're not the only one because uh for me that was the first time i beat mass effect because i never I always played two and three. I always did the action RPG one. Like for me, my favorite Dragon Age was the second one, which was the action RPG one. Like the old school RPG Bioware, I could never get through. Like I never beat Dragon Age one. I mean, I sat there and got like 30 hours into it and then I fell off. And the Mass Effect was you the same 30 thing. 30 hours me. into Dragon Age Origins? Yeah. Really? Yeah. And then I fell off. And it was the same thing for me for Mass Effect. I think I got 10 hours into it on, on uh, 360 and then I fell off for whatever reason. Now, this is the first time I actually went through and finished it. Now, granted, this. Uh, when when the version me and you played on there was kind of tightened up a little bit that to fit more along the second and third one where they kind of 
mess with the game mechanics. It wasn't like the old school method, you know, even right. though that was still in there. So I think that's what helped me finish that game out along. So, oh, God bless you for telling me to put points in. Uh, what was it persuasion or charisma? <laughs> yeah, because it, it changes. It changes when you do um, when you go to two because it's either it's either Paragon or Renegade. And like before then, it's like and it was always remember, I told you the top choice is the positive and bottom choice is the negative. And it's like you had a you had to get a high enough positive choice so you can save everyone type of tactic if you don't then you yeah. just get the bad answer it's like and it sucks i was like but i fucked up because i i didn't you you uh were a little bit behind me and so by the time i got up to the point where i had to save a certain character i didn't have that option and there was nothing absolutely i could not do to save them because i was like i was trying to go back and just do random conversations to beef it up and i it was it was done because i, I once you get on that clips, planet you're stuck is, you're, you can't leave is. that planet you're stuck he is hell bent on that being the final showdown. And if yep. you've either you've either made these decisions or you haven't, and you either save him or you can't. Yeah, that sucks. And I, I think when you eventually get to the second one, you'll enjoy it a lot more because a lot of these characters you have from this first game carries over to the second one. You see him again, and it's like you had a long enough break now that if you ever jump to the second one, you'd be like, oh yeah, I remember him, and yeah, yeah, you know, their personalities are still it's there. Only been like, oh yeah, I still six like this character. Or so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm not gonna take up all this time. Uh, for me, I'm just gonna do my uh, honorable mentions now. Um, no particular order in honorable mentions doesn't mean uh, if I go last or first uh, that I think any less of it. Um, honorable mentions for me was uh, Metroid Dread. Uh, that was a really good game. Had a lot of fun with it. I think it took when I looked, when I looked at my Nintendo time, I put like 20 hours into that game. Um, it was. Uh, it does take a while before you hit your stride on difficulty, but once you hit it, um, it works. Uh, the only complaint I have with that game is it's impossible for me to play in portable. It may be for some other people, but in portable is tough with those tiny buttons uh, and trying to hit every mechanic in there. I always felt like it was easier for me to play in a pro controller because I mainly played that on my TV. I tried doing portable and I just I couldn't. It, it, I couldn't. It's not for me. I'm sure it works for somebody else, but it just wasn't for me. Um, I, you all know I went through the Dark Pictures. Uh, House of Ashes is another yes. honorable mention for me. Uh, Man of Medan and all that. Um, I'm a huge fan of uh, 80s action films, and this had wreaked so much of Predator and Aliens. So much of it, so much of it. It was like it was great. You know, some people didn't like it, but I loved it because it, it was straight fucking Predator and Aliens. That's all it was. It was like a like a love letter to that. So it was like it was it, it was like refreshing to, to to play something like that from like those movies I loved back then. Instead of like these movies that come out now where we have to do connected universes for everything because comic books took off. You know. And now, like, if you saw the last Predator film, it sucked ass because they were just trying to do a whole Predator uh, thing where somebody's in a Predator suit like Iron Man. Predator to do, cinematic like, their, universe. Yeah, it was weird. They were trying to do this whole thing in there. And it, was, it was it was so much. Now they're, now they're rebooting Predator again. So, thank God. Um, the Mass Effect, which we talked about before, I won't go into detail. That was also an honorable mention. Uh, okay. Halo Infinite was an honorable mention for me. Had a lot of fun playing the multiplayer with you guys. Uh, that is... All I got, I have yet to put any time in the single player. I just haven't had time to do it. Uh, but then again, you know, I've always been Halo multiplayer. I, I think the only time I've ever got core host in doing, to doing single player is when we have co-op. So I might, if they put co-op in there, I might end up jumping in single player eventually. Then. That's probably yep. what's going to take for me to get in there. I don't think I've, I've ever done a single player by I'm myself. I'm going to play through it as well in that same boat. I feel like I'm missing out. Even though my brother and I are handing the controller back and forth, it's not the same. Because we, we yeah. need to all be playing these crazy situations and environments and missions and everything else that's half the fun is like it's like did you see that shit you see that shit yeah. you know like that's half the fun too it's oh like, god i can't believe look how i yeah. died you, you see that guy screaming why is that villain the was that guy just keeps screaming you know I was like, <laughs> that's it. I, did it break on your end too um that's the halo bones as uh brant coined it yeah 
Yeah, it's all it's all part of it. Um, Skyward Sword uh, was also my honorable mentions. Oh. Uh, I actually beat it. It took me like 35 hours. Uh, I did it through all motion controls. Holy shit! I never did. I never could get past the motion controls on the Wii. Uh, it wasn't for They're me. Good. The, They're good on this, right? They. I tried playing both, uh, and I prefer doing the motion controls because I can stand holding the L button the to do certain things. Or was garbage. You had to hold the L button to do certain trash. things, and I was like, this is yes. it was extra ex, extra work. Yeah. But it, I'm not gonna go into. Is I agree with everything you said, Richard. Uh, I think it was like if you're not a big fan of the open world, you know. On this podcast, I'm not a big fan of open world games. They scare me. Um, I always think I'm doing something wrong. Uh, that's my biggest fear. If I go to a therapist, that's what they're going to tell me. I have to get, I have to work through with my therapist <laughs> on open world games. I, I'll get there one day. Um, so, so go to the icons. The icons are not bad. Uh, so one day I'll get there. Uh, th- but this was like a perfect marriage of like uh, the open world and, uh, like you said, the old, uh, the old formula Zelda in there. It was like I wouldn't mind playing something like this. Uh, if I imagine if we're going to go to an old style Zelda game, this is the blueprint they would use. That's my yeah, personal opinion. Yeah, give us yeah. a next gen. Give us a next gen Skyward Blue, Sword. Yeah, blue, yeah, blueprint Zelda, basically. Yeah. Or old school Zelda. Uh, Ratchet and Clank felt the same way. Mentioned it earlier. You know, graphically, the way it plays, it, it just plays so polished. It's so well done. They didn't change much. Clean. So clean. Uh, from the PS2, like from the whole, you can see from the PS2, like they just took on it and expanded upon it, and that's what they literally did with the series. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, the, the mechanic of loading different dimensions is really cool. Uh, I, my only complaint, I wish there was more of that because they kind of sold it when they previewed the game, and it didn't seem that there was that much of it. Uh, but it's cool. I liked it. That was my only complaint, not a negative complaint. But then again, you know that we're still early in development on this console, so. Uh, going into my top five, um, I was looking at everything I played this year, and I was like, holy shit, uh, there's a lot that came out this year. So I think um, <laughs> my first one in my top five was uh, uh, Ease 9. Uh, and I, I went through the whole thing earlier this year when I went through Ease 8, Ease 9, Ease Origin, and just played every fucking Ease game, and I got some kind of Ease kick. Ease 9 was good as hell. Uh, that one you play as Oddall, who's stuck in a city that's kind of like Rome, and you end up meeting these demi-humans who were cursed. Um... Uh, what they call them monstrums, and they're stuck in this cycle where they have to hunt hunt these monsters on on the like the full moon. And so, the the biggest the story on there was probably the weaker one of the East games for a while, but it's always been the gameplay for me. It's the action RPG aspect because I, I actually heard went, that about the ninth one, but they said the gameplay was just top tier. It's the gameplay. It's all it was. I think the story for the eighth one is still the best one, and mm-hmm. it was because of the most of the twists uh, the twist from going different time eras in there, which was pretty cool. And as it opened up, it made it even better. I was like, holy shit, you know. This one wasn't too much too much on the surprises. The story's not bad, but I mean, it gave you a more open world map similar to like uh, Assassin's Creed where you had to go in there and collect feathers and bullshit in there and like uh, other stuff on there. And it, and it was uh, dictated to a city. So it was a little bit bigger. Um, ran like shit on PS4, runs like shit on Switch. Uh, this is definitely a PC or PS5 game. So just a warning. Because uh, you'll, oh. fra- you'll get the frame rate drops on those two PS4 or Switch consoles. I heard it was trash on Switch. It, it sucks on Switch because you're stuck. There's no hardware upgrade to fix that issue. Like at least on the PS4 version, I can play on PS5 and it plays fine. It plays perfect. You know how is Eight on Switch? Because I have that. I've eight is really good on Switch, one. and Eight is really damn good. Uh, Dana, yeah. she's one of my favorite characters of all time. I love that character. She's so fucking awesome, and I'm, I wish she was in every easy, easy game. Um, number four for me was Deathloop. Uh, I know a lot of Ooh. people shit on it uh, because of the marketing thing on there. Um, it's when it starts out in the beginning, it's like, it's easy to, to like distance yourself from this game. And it's like, ah, there's a lot of marketing on it. And it's, it takes a while to hit its stride because there's a lot of, a uh, blueprint where it kind of like shows you, all right, this is how you play the game and pulls you along and holds your hand. 
but then when once you get the idea of how all right you got you gotta you gotta kill all these visionaries you gotta do it to break the loop and then you have to do it and then as you go through and you explore and you kill one then you it leads you to another visionary who tells you like you can only kill them at this time and so you have to plan the perfect day where you kill them all the same day to break the loop they all have to die the same day to break the loop so if one survives and one gets away then you start the whole loop over again uh so the the biggest uh point for me was a I'm not very big in force person shooters, but this one was a very puzzle-esque one where you look at how we do stealth games, like how we, you know, me and you, Richard, sometimes will play stealth games where we look at something like, all right, I'm going to crawl over here and try to take somebody out like we all do sometimes with Uncharted or Metal Gear, or, you know, and get that enjoyment of that puzzle, puzzle sequence of stealth games. Until all hell breaks loose. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, and then you're, 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 then you're cycling through everything trying to figure it out. That's, that's death loot. That's death loot. That's death loot. I'm running everywhere. I'm getting gunned down. There was there were certain ones where like I was at a party. It was like literally hundreds of people coming at me. I was like, what the fuck am I supposed to do? I put a gallon gun. I still died. I'm like, and then I was like, oh, I found out like if I go into the tunnels and and go over here and trick somebody and turn off their beer flow. And then one of the visionaries <laughs> come down and was like, who turned off my beer? And then he goes down there and I, I break his neck and then I just go in there. So there, there's so many different ways you can kill these visionaries. And there's so many different. It's it's crazy how deep this game is. And for the match for being so small, all small. And the same thing at different times and days and different areas. It's so detailed. And the story was really, really good because it got it doesn't really hit a stride to the very end. And I was like, man, it was it, it was really good. And I, I was like, maybe it should have done it sooner. But I think if they would have done it sooner. I think they would have drug it out. The whole twist they had in there. I think it was perfect. The game was perfect. You have to beat it. It's not one of those ones you can get to the middle and be like, all right, this is I got to feel it. You have to beat the game to the end to get the complete feel of it. Cool. Number three was a uh, record Lotus War. That one, uh, like I said, we talked about it the last couple of weeks. I'm a big fan of the anime. Okay. Uh, I'm n- I'm not maybe been a big fan of like the Castlevania and Symphony of the Night. Uh, I like that those games, but I think what pushed me along to beat that story and I sat there almost to the, straight to the end from start to finish was the story because I was a, a big fan of Record Lotus War. But like, you know, you heard Brand talk about it. The the different ways to use magic. The, it's it's smooth. It's it's smooth. It's addictive. It's like any other Castlevania game. You're going through it and just you get into a zone with it and you just keep going. And it's like the only time you, you sit there and you're, you're questioning yourself is when you get some place where you die and you're like, oh fuck, you know. There's there were times I had to turn it off and walk away and like all right, and then I waited like 15 minutes and then come back to it and I was able to beat it with no issues. Um, sign of a good game. Number two for me was Resident Evil Village. Um. We forgot this came out this year, or at least I did. Because uh, I went, I went through Wait, Resident Evil January, si- May, May. I, I, went, I went through Resident Evil Seven, and then I went straight into Village, and I, I did that duology, and that was a great game. And that, for me, that was a great way to play it. Uh, but it, it, this one was more of like the I never beat Resident Evil Four, and I can't speak on it. But this one was even more in the action oriented, <laughs> like the Resident only Evil Four. <laughs> And so it was it was good, and I enjoyed the story very well. It, it was very well done. Um, it's one of those Resident Evils I wouldn't mind and go back and play again. Uh, same thing with Seven. Uh, like I said, graphically it looked great. Uh, it ran well on PS5. It was one of those first uh, next gen games I didn't have any issues. Mm-hmm. It probably ran well both on PS5 and, and Series X, even though it was cross gen. And so, and then my number one game of the year uh, was uh, Psychonauts 2. Put 30 hours into that game. Uh, it, wow. I stuck with it the whole time. There was not a time where I ever felt that the game was too long or it was too short. I thought it was perfect. It was polished well. Some of the best platforming I've ever played. It scratched that itch a little bit better for me than Damn. Ratchet and Clank did. Because I thought Ratchet Damn. and Clank was going to be my platformer for the year. But Psychonauts 2 was, it, it was so, it's so fucking perfect. It's like, it's perfect. Shit. And it's, 
it's fucking criminal how how little recognized that game got this year. Like people bitch about it on Twitter. Really? It's like they, they are not lying. That game is so fucking good. It's so good. Oh. It's like it is so good. I had so much fun. I had so fun collecting everything. Uh, you know, collecting all the figments and getting the badges and you know updating my character. I get new powers and different powers to different things, and I did different badges of different powers. It was so fun. There was so much customization to the game. And story-wise, it was so good. It was so good story-wise. I was I was skeptical on the whole thing because I was a big Double Fine fan, and I've never and I went through Psychonauts one, VR, and two in December, all back to back. And mm-hmm. I'm I'm glad that Microsoft ended up buying uh, you know Double Fine for that because you know originally they weren't going to finish Psychonauts two. They were getting ready to they were losing money. You know they were run, they ran out of money. They were going to cut it off at some point. So when they got that's why the game got delayed a years because Microsoft let them finish it. They they went ahead right. and it's it's complete. It's done. There's no like, cliffhanger. There's no like cliffhanger at the end of the first that. game. It's a whole complete game. Yeah. Like it, it, it is so satisfying. It's one of the most satisfying platformers I ever played. So that's it. That's everything from this year. Dropping the mic. Too. Damn. I love that <laughs> game. So that's good. awesome. That's awesome. I'm I'm gonna go play it again on Xbox and and, and get 100 percent of the achievements on that one. I'm gonna go do it again. I mean, it's it's so the game is so good. I never never thought I played the first one. A couple times, I was like, eh, and, I, and I was like, I, I just fell off of it, and I just like, right, let yeah. me go through it. And the first one is done so well, and the story's paced so well. It's like, it's a you have to just ease it in there and go with it, and not worry too much about it. But once the story takes off, it's so good, man. It, it Tim Schafer's a fucking genius, man. He wrote that whole script for the second game, and I was like, it's so good. It's like there's there's no faults in that game. I didn't like I said, I never felt there was anything in that game that was lacking. I think that was a perfect, perfect platformer. And it's like I said, it is criminal how. Wow. Little recognize that game gets for this year for like anything. So high praise. All right, Brand, bring us home. Oh, so after being with y'all for about a year now, uh, this year I decided I'd I'd well over a year, eighteen months. Let's 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 boost your contribution, Brand. You're not with us; you are (laughs) of us. I decided I'd do something a little different. Every time I every time I played a game, I made sure I uh, pulled up the notes on my phone and jotted the game down. Okay. And then if I went back and and beat it, I'd put a date the date next to the the name of the game when I beat it. So this year I played about fifty five titles and I beat twenty four of them. Oh God. Uh, and that's two a month. <laughs> and that's nice. you know what I could remember when I remembered to jot it down you know there might have been something i picked up for a minute or two and you know pop something in the genesis or the super nintendo or something and played it for you know 15 minutes an hour you know whatever and may have not even wrote down on this and like i said i wanted to do something a little different so i i picked some made made up some categories picked some categories of games and then have my game of the year yes uh so there will be a, a little bit of overlap. I noticed that with uh, everybody sharing their list. Um, but I'll go I'll go with something that I agreed with uh, the Keeleys on. And uh, the, the game that uh, I give uh, the narrative award to is Guardians of the Galaxy. Mm. Uh, that was a, <laughs> it's a really, really good game. Everyone I hear about uh, says they this game is great, whether they're Marvel fans or not. They love it. And that's that's where this game does shine is is the story. Uh, game gameplay is pretty solid. Um, I mean, I, I could see some people maybe not liking the way that you have to, like, direct certain characters and and constantly, you know, 
manage that. But I've been playing another game that you also have to do that with, and I'm liking that one too. Um, Final Fantasy VII Remake. Um, but uh, Intergrade. Then let's see. Uh, another category I chose was um, the horror action category, and that goes to Resident Evil Village. Um, just like Cesar, just like Cesar said, this was a, <laughs> so good. This game was so damn good. Um, I said it before. It basically, <laughs> it's it's like uh, Resident Evil Seven and Resident Evil Four had a baby, and this was the perfect mismatch uh, of of the two uh, in one beautiful masterpiece. I'm trying to do five um, games of categories, and Brand has fucking genres. <laughs> I do. Mm. I do. Well uh, done, Brand. I love it. Yes. I love it. Uh, what combat. was your action uh, platformer of the year? Uh, I did not have That's an action. Pl- I did not have an action platformer. I did have a combat slash gameplay category. Oh. <laughs> yes. Uh, and I I gave that to Record of Lodos War. As awesome. well, damn, uh, because I just uh, brought this game up and now you're loving it. And I'm, I I'm, play this game. I'm the opposite of Cesar. Uh, you know, I went into it not really caring about the story. The story is is decent, and now that I've learned a little bit more, it's I'm, I'm I got a little bit more out of it. But just the gameplay is so solid and so satisfactory. Um, I compare it to Symphony of the Night because it it basically is it's it's gameplay is a direct love letter to that style. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just works. It works so well. Um, a Did game that finish that. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I, fi- I finished it before the end it's of the not year. Too long, right? No, it's, it's mm. pretty short. And, it, and, and Brent says it, it's, it's a lot for you to emulate something, and, but do it well. There's so many times somebody tries to emulate something and just, yeah. Makes you like, ah, and then just pop in symphony and and play that instead. You know, that's what right. a lot of games will do that. There's a fine line between this is not as good as that thing and yeah, this is well, it it works so well. And, and they, they added, you know, they made it their own. They added a couple new mechanics and it's not like, oh, well that's, that doesn't go with this style of game. Oh, this is kind of clunky. It's no, everything flows so well and and just meshes great. And it feels like it belongs. It's like it's like you said, Bram. We never know if we're going to get another symphony tonight, but this feels like this was a like a successor to it. Yeah, like a, a step up at least, like a one point five. Like okay, if they were going to make another one, that's what they would have followed. Yeah. You know, okay, honestly, Brian, you got it, it feels to... it feels more than a successor than Bloodstained. If that's what you were going to ask, what yeah. I exactly what I was about to ask you because I know you got big into that. Bloodstained was uh, I I beat that the the not of course last year, but the previous year. That I started. I, that was one of the first games played. I talked about was was that one, and uh, it's been so long. And, you've been part of the show longer than you've been not part of the show. And so. I I enjoyed I enjoyed that game too. It was very good, but to me, um, some of the music just didn't hit like Symphony of the Night did, and this whole like getting ingredients and cooking things and this, that, and the other, that felt clunky to me. It felt like it's, it, you know, it just you didn't belong. You know, it's bad when you got to roll your eyes like, fuck, I got to cook something now. You yeah. know, like, you know, like mm. 
ah, I got to do this bullshit again. You it's know? not like uh, Breath of the Wild where you cook it and then it's uh, like that blurred out <laughs> Gordon Ramsay won't approve. Or it's like me, Breath of the Wild, I see my weapon destroyed. It's like, buy a weapon. You know, like, <laughs> I used you so much. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for your service. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, a game that got its its own category, uh, best Halo of the year, uh, goes to Halo Infinite. Yeah. Because, uh, like Richard was saying, the the hype around it, um, playing that uh, multiplayer beta, getting into multiplayer when the game dropped, um, our twelve v twelve matches, eight. Uh, 4v4 and all the crazy glitches and random <laughs> random uh kills uh from random banning <laughs> banning yeah that game is absolute roller coaster st- and that's just the multiplayer i still remember uh, when brant had to go play cuphead and waiting for his band to go up <laughs> I we did. stopped we stopped yeah. playing last weekend because we couldn't figure out who got banned so literally oh. four days ago someone got banned and we could we couldn't figure out who it was and we all quit and like Cesar said, we were playing. It was that was the beta at that point. That wasn't even the full on uh, tech test. Yeah, and we're sitting there, and I got banned, and I started playing Cuphead, and then y'all played for <laughs> you played one match, and I think Cesar got kicked, and Cesar was banned, and it was it was yeah, it was just a roller coaster ride of emotions. But both the multiplayer and single player of that game are. are <laughs> Very good. Uh, this one will th- probably throw you guys through a loop. Uh, couch co-op game of the year. Uh, this was something I played with my son, and we still bring up to this day. Knack 2. Yeah. Hey, we know, remember you had a lot of fun with Knack 2 this year. So. Oh, my lord. Knack 2, baby. Knack 2 is is unbelievably fun. Uh, Mark, Mark uh, Cerny's going to hear this and be like, I got to make an act three. You better don't, don't, don't play with me. Don't like, play his, with me. His ears are like tingling somewhere. It's like, it's like his knack sense is kicking off. It's like, I got to make another. Knack. And if he makes, makes it knack three, it's got to be like three to four players. You've got to, you've got to, Oh, what about knack three, 3d, knack 3d. And you've got to have the uh, the perfect. 3D TV. It's perfect. We got to have it. It's perfect. And and play it on the PS3. <laughs> uh, and then uh, my game of the year is Metroid Dread. Shock. Uh, freaking awesome! This game. Anyone who knows Brant knows oh. this is not a surprise. This hey game, man, Br- Brant did the hard work and went through every Metroid game other than yes. Metroid Other M. And, uh, and actually, you did, you did the act- build up. Yes, my my technically in in my honorable mentions, uh, I actually have the Metroid series, the 2D series as a whole, because I did go through back to back to back, um, the the 2D Metroids and had an amazing time playing through those. And Metroid Dread is the perfect um, coup de gras, I would say. Like it, it, it does everything so well. The the gameplay, um, 
the traversal, the uh, Emmys are freaking terrifying getting into a room with those things. And then once you're, you know, able to get your power up and fight back and figuring out their pattern and how, how to take them down, it's, and then the story on top of that, the story and, and how it kind of wraps up everything with the, the, this 2d series is very, very good. And, uh, beating that game was, I don't know. It just, it was the biggest thing for me this year. So, uh, and then just real quickly, honorable Ben mentions, uh, we talked Let's about, we talked about rift apart. Um, yeah. that was, that was good for all of us. Uh, everybody I, says play that for PS five, right? If you have yeah. PS five, definitely play that. Yes. Cause that as of right now, that's probably the, the, if you got a PS five, that's the game to play. Uh, the other PS5 exclusive uh, that got me for a good while is, was Returnal. Uh, that's, and I need to get back in there because they've they've updated it to where you can actually have, um, like a place to rest, and uh, basically kind of have a save in between. Yeah, what was it? What is that called? It's kind of like a. They have them in those RPGs. I think Dragon Quest does them a lot. Yeah. Or it's like a, it's like a temporary save. Like as soon as you load up, the save deletes itself. It's not a yeah. real save, but it's like a, like a bookmark. Like, hey, we're gonna hold yeah. your place right here. Basically. But quick save. Quick save, yeah. But it's like as soon as you use it, it deletes itself automatically. I think Dragon Quest has done that for years. So. Uh, Doki Doki Literature Club, uh, is in my honorable mentions because that whole game. You talked about that one, yeah. <laughs> I almost bought it right after you said that. Oh, yeah. that game is a mindfuck, and it's such a good game. I, I the whole time playing it, I just every time something would happen, just like what the what the hell is this? What is going on in this game? What is this game? And it was just one twist after another, uh, and kept me glued. Um. And then my last honorable mention is a game I've, I'd beaten before, but went back and rebeat uh, this this past year. Uh, the Order, eighteen eighty six. Yeah. <laughs> uh, literally one of the best games oh, ever. On the, the Order. I, I love how I love how Sony re, uh, re renews a trademark on that. And people start freaking out like three yeah, weeks what ago. What the fuck? Come yeah. on! They won't let they won't let it die. So it means they might be trying to do something with it. So maybe you never know. We can only hope. But those to, that was my turned, game of the year. You turned into Batman at the end. I want to see what happens. <laughs> he did. He did truly. Sir Galahad. All right, those are our games of the year. Well done, Brent. We're we're proud of you. All of us. Yeah. I think all of us we is all a did. comprehensive list. Yeah. I just all I think about when I go to bed is Psychonauts too, and then I wake up and say, like, Psychonauts too. <laughs> oh God, my goes are so bad. <laughs> I think it was last year I loaded up the original Psychonauts, and something something happened, and I just I, I didn't go back to it, and I know I didn't get super far. But after hearing you, I definitely want to go through it because that was my that was after Psychonauts 2 was like originally shown off. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it got delayed show, and everything in the first Psychonauts 2 as well. I mean, not Psychonauts and that's 2. Yeah, that's that's 
what I definitely wanted to do. I wanted to run through that series. So, and you're you you saying what you've said now makes me want to go back and actually do that. I'm gonna have to try to do that this year. It's it's really fucking good, man. I don't know if I enjoyed it more. Just you just see. I see the evolution like they did from like how we see Ratchet and how each game got better. It's, I see that too in Psychonauts too because they didn't when they when you go through each Psychonauts games barring the VR one because the VR one is like the typical click and point adventure type style yeah. which was fine. It just continued the story beat like from the first game and it and sets it up for the second one, which was fine. It was like an hour or two and it wasn't that terribly difficult and I, it wasn't it wasn't felt like a, like man this is bullshit. I have to go through this so I can play the second one. I went through it and I had a good time with it and it, w- it didn't overstay its welcome. So, uh, but the second one is like you look at it, it's all the stuff from the first one and expanded upon it, made it better. And it, it wasn't like they said, "All right, we're gonna blow the door on this whole formula and change everything around." They said, "All right, we know this works. We just want to polish the fuck out of it." And they, that's what yeah. they did. So, and that's that's kind of you know, I don't usually make New Year's resolutions or anything like that, but that's kind of my unwritten or unsaid New Year's resolution this year is I've got a lot of stuff in my collection, and I know you guys do too. And I'm going to make it a point that when I start playing something, it's something that I haven't played yet. Either I haven't really, either I haven't really played yet, or I haven't played mm-hmm. all the way through yet. It's it's stuff that slipped through the cracks, and it's what I I want to try and get back and and do. Not just SSR and Psychonauts too, but if you look at a lot of the games on our list, it's not Halo Infinite's single player campaign is not rocket science. It's just it's filling in the gaps of what you thought you were doing in the first Halo. So it's just it's fleshing out those same things in a next gen capability, you yeah. know. And I had Skyward Sword on there. Skyward Sword is a game from 2011. It's not the monkey. It's not a it's not a next gen <laughs> game, but they took the current platform and they shoehorned that into a much better experience than what you experienced on Wii in 2011. On the heels of Skyrim. Yeah. So yeah, to echo what uh, it's funny that you said that brand mine. That's my uh, my uh, New Year's resolution as well. Like my back catalog is a catalog that I'll never finish. Uh-huh. Stuff that I'll just look at. I'm I'm living life by the. Amen. One of my coworkers, his job is like I might die. He's like <laughs> I think we talked about it this year. He's like if I can just live long enough for one piece to finish. He's like I, I can go. He's like, I can go. After that, he's like, he's like I have no complaints. Is he, it's, it doesn't take much. It doesn't take much for single people, guys. I know you guys are in relationships. It doesn't take much for single people. It's like he's like he just wants to survive to watch uh, to finish one piece. That's it. Kids, man. So yeah, see, you you add kids on there, and it's a whole another element. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, for for you guys and families, it's a little bit crazy. When you guys are families, it's a whole different story. You know what I mean? It's yeah. it, single single people is just we're simple, man. That's all it is. We just want to consume media. That's it, apparently. <laughs> so like I said, we won't talk. I, I'm. I'm assuming we don't have time for games play, but like, uh, but yeah. like that's part of my my list is uh, like from like this past week, and that's that's on my on my to do list for, to knocking out stuff that I wanted to play and get done. So like yeah. for instance, and yeah. I'm not gonna go into details. For instance, I put 12 hours in Sukehima on PC. That's like a visual novel I want to get done. I put in. Let's talk first, about it. Let's path. talk about it next week. Yeah. Let's, and let's then, hear about it. Let's hear what you think. And then yeah, I'll talk about it like in detail next week. But and then yeah. like my other the other two games I played this week. Was uh police knots. I got twelve Ooh. hours in that. I'm almost done. I'm on the third disc. Oh yeah. Dang. Oh, yeah. And um Panzer Dragoon Saga. I'm I'm on the second disc. I'm almost oh. done too. So like I'm I'm knocking out stuff that like it's always been on my list. And I've talked about like I'll one day I'll play it, one day now I said fuck it, I'm playing it now. That's all yeah. I've been playing. I haven't played any 
PlayStation, and Xbox, or nothing. Yeah, that's it. That's all it takes. Yeah. So, but yeah, Good I mean, and, and I'll talk Good about deal. probably making next week because once I I told Richard when I found out how to change it to 120 hertz, it's fucking mind blowing playing those uh, Sega Saturn games at 120 hertz, man. Fucking mind blowing. And uh, just an FYI, Richard, on uh, on the police knots, um, you can change the controller analog and it emulates the mouse from the Sega Saturn. So it plays with like it's you're using the Sega Saturn mouse. I have the mouse. I have the mouse yeah. and the key and the light and gun. The gun. But I mean, <laughs> yeah. I'm talking about from the Polymega part. Uh, yeah. But um, outside of playing at 120 hertz, but it, it emulates it pretty well. I haven't nice. had any issues with it, so. Nice. But yeah, I'm just, I'm just going, I'm just going it, down my list. Being, keep it being the original scope of how you were supposed to play that game in today's terms, right? Oh, man, you guys are going to have a ball when I talk about Police Knots, man. <laughs> I'm, I'm enjoying the hell out of it. And like, if you're going to play Police Knots, you have to require, require, required watching for that thing to enjoy it is going to be Lethal Weapon. It has to be. <laughs> it's not. Partners, it's un- partner it's cops. Unapologetic how many story beats they have from all three Lethal Weapons are recreated in that game. I'm getting too old to different for degrees. Shit. That I haven't I haven't encountered that That's yet. Kojima. That's Kojima. Yeah. That's all Kojima shit, though, right? There, there's bits, you know, like if you watch Lethal Weapon, you know, uh, Danny Glover's character, he, you know, he, he doesn't like using guns because he ends up shooting a, a kid that didn't have a gun. In this game, there was a bit in there where he shoots uh, a guy that was beating his wife that had a kid. The kid watched him shoot the father. And now because of that, he doesn't like to use guns. It's like there's certain elements that are similar but different enough that he took from Lethal Weapon. It's that that's like fucking Lethal Weapon 4 before Lethal Weapon 4 came out. It's like it's like Lethal Weapon took place on total recall that you're flying <laughs> on Mars. Yeah, oh, you're not on Mars, you're on you're on you're on beyond control, which is looks just like the fucking Citadel from Mass Effect. It's like the same cone shape and everything. It's like it, the game is so fucking good, man. The game is so good. <laughs> I'm glad I'm going through it now. I'm having such a ball playing it, man. The story is so wild. I love it. I'll talk about it more next week, but it's so good, man. I'll, I'll have it, I'll have it done by next week. So, would y'all say in a total recollection of games of the year 2021, 2021 was probably not a great year. 2020 was probably not a great year for any of us. Games are strong, right? Going into this next year, great games are good. Games games, games are, are getting accessible. stronger. Games are getting good. I don't know, man. We, this year looks in. This look this year looks big. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. What is uh, your, I guess, to wrap up, what is your most looked forward to experience or game from this next year? Anything? What's on What's on the horizon? Horizon. Yeah, Horizon's on the horizon. I need to play but, Horizon. I mean, there is a lot of hype around Elden Ring. So. Yeah. But I feel that one's going to be almost like a, a Skyrim or an Oblivion. We're going to get into that game and it's going to be very daunting. There's going to be a lot to do. Uh, in a different way than Skyrim is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can still play any game of Skyrim and be competitive. I cannot do that <laughs> in a Souls game. What do we look forward to? Yeah, sure. Let's wrap this up. What do we look forward to in 2022? What is our... I, and I already told you, my, mine is I don't think there's any single game that I am looking forward to that's huge. There's, st- there's stuff like Horizon yeah. that's coming out. Yeah. Like, uh, I'm not a big fan I'm, of Dark still Souls. Play so the first one. I don't know if I'm going to play Elden Ring. Uh, so, Same. you know, I, I can't. Maybe Breath of the Wild 2 comes out this year, title tentative. Uh, so, sure, yeah. Pokemon, Pokemon Legends is coming out. Was it 
Marcus or whatever the fuck that shit is. Mm. So, but for me, I think for me, it's like I, what I told you guys. It's like I'm just going through and I'm got this fucking list of games that I've been wanting to play for years, like Panzer Dragoon and Police Knots, and I'm just crossing that shit out. That's what I'm doing this year. I mean, everything else is going to be filler in the middle. So unless I don't think there's anything that is planned for 2022 that I'm like super like, all right, I'm going to drop everything and play this. Like last year was probably Resident Evil Village. And then uh, I didn't, you know, I didn't expect to like Psychonauts as much as I did. Mm-hmm. So that was a surprise. That was probably the biggest surprise for me. Awesome. I didn't think that was going to hold for me, but I don't think there's anything this year. I mean, when I remember last year, beginning this year, I was looking forward to Resident Evil Village. You know, I was like, all right, I'm going to play this. So this looks interesting. But there's nothing this year that is like, all right, I gotta, I'm got i going to play the fuck out of this or I'm looking forward to it. Or, I can't wait till November. <laughs> or, you know what I mean? Uh, so yeah. with... I would say maybe Ghostwire Tokyo. Mm. Um, But uh, definitely Gotham Knights. I'm looking Mm. forward to that. Because I know when it was originally shown, um, my son had had just gone through the Arkham series. And when they showed that you could go through the, the story mode and basically play that cooperative. And he looked at me and he's like, oh, we... We can play this together. I, and his face lit up. I was like, okay, that's going to be an experience. So I am yeah. looking forward to that. I've got two things specifically that I know I'm looking forward to. Uh, one is I'm going to cut down the barriers of streaming. I'm not going to. I have had in my mind, you need to do this. Or you need to have this planned out. Or it needs to encompass this series. No. I'm just going to come down here. I'm going to plug something up. I'm going to hit go. I've got everything set up down here. I have all the resources. I have all the tools. I have the camera. I have the microphone. I'm going to stream some games next year. I'm just going to do it. And it may not be. This year. It may be Mega Man 4. It may be The Witcher. It may be uh, American McGee's Scrapland for the Xbox. <laughs> it may be Final Fantasy 10. It may be where I'm at on PS3. It may be Heavenly Sword. It might be Gears of War 2. I don't know. I'm going to just stream. I'm not going to be held to this constraint that I've put on myself like it needs to be part of something. No, it will be part of no podcast, and I will put it out there, and it will be a thing. And I'm also, since I mentioned The Witcher, I'm also looking forward to not only The Witcher 3, The Wild Hunt, uh, next-gen version on PS5, Xbox Series consoles, but also Cyberpunk. <laughs> We've kind of <laughs> laughed and pointed fingers at Cyberpunk for like a year and a half, and I want to, I want that patch and that version to come out and people say, because I think now I have, I've bought each version of Cyberpunk for $10. <laughs> I want someone to say, hey, it's there. Now's the time to now's the time to play and experience this game because some people have good experiences with Cyberpunk on like 1.0 and they've had some people have had awful experiences with <laughs> Cyberpunk. So I want that to be as much as I've seen their storytelling in The Witcher come through and I've wrapped up both of The Witcher seasons on the Netflix and I love both of those. I love that world, those characters, that magic, that lore. I want to dive into that on a next-gen platform, but I also want to see what CD Projekt Red has done with Cyberpunk after this um, 
shambled him, I guess, I guess you could say, because it was awful. Like, this was the most anticipated game in the past three or four years, I would say. And it just fell so flat. And it and it has the chances with these next-gen patches and everything to be a redemption story. It can be a Final Fantasy fourteen. It can be a... What else got this great redemption story like that? Uh, besides Final Fantasy fourteen, <laughs> what else did they fix? What else got fixed? There's other things out there. I'm hoping Cyberpunk 2077 is one of those examples. So those are my two uh, most anticipated things this year. I'm going to stream. I'm going to stream some random shit. You may not know what you're going to see on the Snow Podcast channel. And I welcome both of you also to throw whatever it is you want on the No Podcast channel. Just put something on there. We're three personalities. There's been 20,000 people listen to these yeah. personalities over the p- yeah. past couple of years. We have something. We have something here. It's not, it's not, we're just doing this to do it. And uh, me and Cesar are talking on the phone every day, leaving work, talking about games and the industry and news and stuff, and us kicking around saying, hey, we can make this a podcast. It is a thing. And it is four years into a thing, and it is 20,000 listens into a thing, and we can make this more of a thing. So anything that y'all want to add to the thing, we can make it more of the thing. Yeah. <laughs> is the summary. So that's what I'm looking forward to, 2022. All right. Uh, we are not going to do games played. We are no. two hours in. <laughs> is there anything Let's else you guys want to add? No, I'm good. Mm. Yeah, thank you guys for joining us this week and this year, and we will catch you next week and next year. Bye. See you. See you.